everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Brandon Schauen, and joining me tonight, we have Ash Collins, and we have the return of Mark Nadu. Ash, how are things going tonight? Oh, they are peachy. Excellent. And how about you, Mark? How are you feeling after your vacation? Good. And uh, I want to say congratulations. Um, I was checking the numbers before the podcast started, and apparently last week's episode was the highest downloaded episode ever. <laughs> um, I checked Amazon or I checked the iTunes uh, .ca for some uh, feedback. Yeah, the Angel Twenty Two said best episode ever. I prefer <laughs> couples. I hate third wheels. Um, then No Dick McGinty said. Glad you guys are without that piece of shit. If he <laughs> gave me his dick, I'd throw it away. <laughs> and then Randolph12 said, Avatar? Who the fuck wants Avatar? <laughs> so, obviously, everybody liked the Cloverfield uh, episode. Uh, I can't wait to listen to it. I'm still about six weeks behind my podcasting uh, episodes <laughs> on my uh, phone here. So I'm yeah. looking forward to uh, hearing what everybody's praising you guys about. <laughs> oh, man. The numbers. I wish it was easy to look at iTunes and see what the download numbers were. Yeah, <laughs> that the, would be awesome. The Canada version, it's, it's a graph. <laughs> and it looks like, it looks like a, a small mound, a tall <laughs> shaft, another small mound. It looks like a dick. Oh, my God. Our numbers are dicks. There it is. You know what? Oh, I'm man. Like two copies of Avatar. I'll watch them both at the same time. Computer. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Oh, my wait, wait, gosh. Wait, wait. You know what? You, you could uh, hook up a second TV, hold one TV, you know, slightly closer than the other one, and just make sure one eyeball's watching one TV and one eyeball's watching the other, and you got, you know, uh, homemade 3D right there. <laughs> there it is. You know what else? If I'm full total immersion, I'll slap my downloaded uh, film uh, with the code on my iPad and have it float above my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that... Congratulations, guys. I'm very happy for you. Well, hey, thank you. Don't feel bitter for missing. No, yeah. We, no. we did miss you. That's no. for sure. I was good. I think it's good. <laughs> uh, out oh, of curiosity oh, we did is that is that what we were supposed to be uh, well i, I guess i can't speak for everyone i i mean <laughs> um out of curiosity have you watched either cloverfield or 10 cloverfield lane uh, I, I watched cloverfield back in the day when it first came out and okay i obviously own on blu-ray uh, as for 10 cloverfield lane i haven't yet so okay that's, uh, so, so I'll definitely be interested to hear your thoughts when yeah, so do. once I watch it, then I will uh, I'll comment on it for the three people that uh, don't want me to comment on it. Meh. Right. Well, fuck them, right? Uh, that, harsh words. No, we're above that. We're above <laughs> that. <laughs> you no, might be. I don't want to say fuck those fuckers because we're above <laughs> that. You know? We're a family podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So before we begin tonight, I just we need to make a, a bit of a, an announcement of our minor schedule change a little bit here. So we had planned to review episodes one through four of Stranger Things tonight, and then episodes five through eight next week. Instead, though, we've got uh, even more content planned for you guys. And again, thank you to Mark and Ash for being so flexible this week. We really, you know, I really appreciate the the changes that you guys were able to make. So 
That said, we're now waiting until next week to talk about Stranger Things, but we're going to be discussing the entire season next week on next week's show. So instead of that being a two-part episode, we thought it would be cool to just uh, be able to talk about the entire uh, season in one go. And so next week is Stranger Things season one is in, in its entirety. But you might be asking yourself, well, then what the hell am I listening today for? Well, have no fear, because we've got a good one to talk about today. We're going to be reviewing the horror anthology, which uh, just showed up on Netflix in the last week, I want to say, very recently. And a lot of people have been talking about it. It's called Holidays. And again, that is a horror anthology, and it's getting uh, a lot of talk, like I mentioned, a lot in part because it is uh, it features at least uh, a Kevin Smith-directed short in that anthology which we'll talk about in a little bit. So today we're reviewing Holidays, and then next week we're going to review Season 1 of Stranger Things. And then what's going to come next? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are finally ready to make make that announcement, but it's not going to be until the end of today's episode. So make sure you listen through the review of Holidays to hear what our next podcast arc is going to be. You're such a tease. I know. Such a tease. <laughs> oh man! So I'm just I'm just going to mention this one more time, and then I promise I'm I'm not going to keep you know berating it, you know, beating it in like a I don't beating know what the off. fuck I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever the hell I'm trying to say, I'm only going to talk about it again this week. And if, if no no one's interested, that's absolutely fine. But we are still hoping to get a first caller to that three uh, one three zero two four four eight. 8255. That's 1302448 talk. And the first caller to leave us a voicemail there is going to receive a care package from Cinefessions of some sort. If you're north of the border, you're going to receive a package from Ash. It's going to be Avatar on Blu ray. Uh, uh, not, not for me. Uh-uh. Uh, from, from Mark. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. Both of my copies are being used at the time with my iPad copy, so I'm not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving it to anybody anymore. <laughs> That's what you get, you negative reviewers. Yes. <laughs> but if you do decide to call you and you are from the States, you will receive a package from uh, me. And so leave a comment, a question, a correction, um, some feedback of any sort, and we'll definitely hook you up with some with some cool prizes there. So, All right. So let me jump right in to the question of the week. So we should have a drum roll. Should have a drum roll. Yeah. There we go. So the the reason I bring this up is because the past uh, week here or so, um, specifically last Sunday, I spent a big chunk of time doing it. I was organizing my movie collection, uh, and I came to find out that I actually did own Saw on Blu-ray 3D, the final Saw, which I thought for sure I didn't. So I must have picked it up at some point and completely forgot about it. But anyway, so I was pissed about that. But anyway, that got me realizing that I really need to update my movie collection. Now, I use... A DVD profiler to keep my collection, but I've been selling a ton of movies and I didn't update it on that on that uh, profile. And so I finally decided I'm going to organize everything the way I want it and then restart my collection in a new profile on DVD profile. So that's what I'm doing. I'm about mm, maybe 75% of the way done. So my question for you guys today is, how do you like to organize your movie collection? Part one and two, do you ever use binders at all? Um, okay. Uh, right now, uh, I have actually trimmed back my movie collecting quite a bit because of Netflix. Um, 
like I can watch stuff and everything like that. And, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I stick with Blu-rays that I know I'm going to watch again. Um, Mm -hmm. or I've seen before, uh, I rarely cold buy. I mean, really rarely, like maybe once a year. Um, but the Blu-rays themselves are sitting in their cases right under my TV. Um, I have, Un, I have so few Blu-rays that I can actually store them that way. Um, <laughs> wow. My old VHS tapes that I that I got rid of a long time ago, like ten years ago, um, they were on several bookshelves and in cabinets and <laughs> a few <laughs> other things. Um, and then the ones we watched of those were out, you know, where you could get access to them. And then the other ones were just kind of buried, and you had to hunt through everything. Um, but my DVDs, like when we started collecting those, we only had like a handful. Um, but that grew pretty quickly. Um, and we ended up getting binders for those. And I stored all of the DVD cases in a box in our basement. So I still have the cases for them, but all of my DVDs are in, uh, three, you know, the, the, the CD binders. Um, I've got three different ones and they are organized mostly alphabetically and i've got them in like three different things um like movies uh, like tv shows kind of have their own binder and then movies are in the other two Um, okay so but then a lot of it i've kind of switched over to digital for a lot of my stuff though too Mm -hmm. like i just end up watching it digitally just because i'm lazy i don't have to go looking for a blu-ray or dvd and just play so Mm -hmm. excellent what about you mark um, well, when it comes to buying, um, I tend to buy mostly, I, w- I would say my, my Blu-ray buying is a good 65 to maybe 70% blind buy <laughs> where I've never seen the <laughs> film before. I'm just infatuated with the cover art, partially due to conventions where you can drink and shop at the same <laughs> time. Um, like all, uh, all the vinegar syndrome stuff, uh, a lot of the draft th- uh, draft house film stuff I have. It's all like never seen and it's all bought due to the reputation of the company. Right. Um, because I know it's quality. Now, is the film quality? I don't know, but the production values are. Um, yeah, so I, I tend to buy, well, I buy a lot to begin with. Um, cause to me, Blu-ray buying is my, that's my addiction. That's my drug. You know, people would buy packs of cigarettes. I'll buy a movie instead. So I've been collecting since probably, ooh, 99 or so. I never got into VHS, but for some reason, DVDs just spoke to me. Um, and I used to live in a three-bedroom condo. Now, living in Quebec, I'm down to a one-bedroom. Regret not buying the two. <laughs> so, my wall space is limited. And uh, according to my uh, DVD Blu-ray movie organizer, um, not counting movies themselves, but just barcodes, I've got over 2,011 different entries. Wow. So, that takes up a lot of wall mm-hmm. space. So, all my walls are covered by either movie posters or by shelving. Um, and that I know I'm, I'm keeping people, they're enthralled by this, but, uh, the way I organize them is I've got one segment that's just DVDs, one segment that's just Blu-rays, and then one segment that's TV shows, DVD and Blu-rays together. And they're all alphabetical. Okay. If they weren't, I'd never find them. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's alphabetical. A to Z DVD, A to Z TV show, then A to Z Blu-rays. So yeah, that's how. Like, I would love to go strictly um, digital, mm-hmm. but I find Apple Music kind of fucked me over with my iTunes. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just 
you know, stick with one uh, platform when it comes to right. digital. Um, but then again, you know, I don't want to, but I have been because for some reason I just don't want to do UV. Uh, the uh, is that the Sony one? I just pretty much use the downloadables for iTunes, just because every everything's Apple related. I just don't want to strictly buy uh, Apple digital. Um, I don't know, it, makes, it makes sense in my head. Yeah, no, it, I, might, it might not make sense as you talk. Yeah, about, I agree you know? with you on that one because I like I I usually go for the UV copy because I have the one and only movie I have that is through Apple is Conan the Barbarian, the one with the, the remake that they did. Um, mm-hmm. And you, I can only watch it through iTunes on my computer, and I can't do anything else with it, and it pisses me off so much. Uh, but uh, everything else I've got is mostly through Ultraviolet. I think the only thing I don't is an actual digital copy of Star Trek that I ripped off, or that I didn't rip off. It it was on the, yeah, they, well, no, they had the, they had the <laughs> DVD copy on the disc. So you copy it off oh, gotcha. a, a, onto your computer. Uh, so I've got that, but um, everything else I've got through ultraviolet um, just because ease of access, because mm-hmm. I can go on voodoo yeah. on my computer and I've got voodoo on my PlayStation four, and my PlayStation three. So I can stream any of the 120 plus uh, uh, digital movies I've got on there. I can just stream them wherever I'm at in the house. Pretty much. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to it, digital, isn't it go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, When it comes to digital, it's all about voodoo for me uh, because I hate when I get a digital copy and it's like through Sony and you have to go into, um, uh, what the hell, Flick? Oh, Flickster. Flickster. Well, Flickster Flickster still attached to Ultraviolet. So any of those, like anything that you get through Flickster, as long as there's an Ultraviolet tag to it, you can watch it on voodoo too. Oh, okay. I, is it, if, was that yeah. always true? Because I feel like some of the older ones I have aren't on my Voodoo. They're only on the Flickster thing. Yeah, as long as it has the ultraviolet tag um, and it worked through ultraviolet, you should be able to stream it through either Flickster or Voodoo because they both call to ultraviolet to see what's in your collection. Gotcha. I feel like some of them may not have had the ultraviolet tag because uh, when I worked for Family Video, I used to get all the digital copies of virtually anything that came out that had a digital copy, I was able to get it. So like my, my uh, digital collection is quite large because I got everything for free. Um, and I know there are some, and it could be Flixer, but it might be another, another one as well um, that I accessed. And like the only way I can access it is through that website, which bugs the hell out of me. Oh. Um, so that's why now I always look for Voodoo, um, you know, capability if I'm doing something digitally because I like that I can have Voodoo on PS4, PS3, Xbox One, everything, you know. What I find funny, I'm, I'm looking at uh, old Blu-rays that I had, you know, when they were announcing, you know, oh, DVD copy. And the DVD copy was on a DVD. Yeah. Or not, I mean, I mean the digital copy is on a DVD. Mm-hmm. I'm like, kind of redundant, you know. I hate that. Uh, I, I just... I, the reason why I, ha- I haven't gone as well all digital is because I do like having a, a physical copy. Yeah, me too. You know, and I understand. You know, uh, half the movies I—I well, I wouldn't say half, but a good a, a portion of the movies I own are on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I won't watch them if they're on Netflix. I'll watch my actual copy. <laughs> and the fact that Netflix, you know, comes and goes with films, right. you might, you know, even though it's like, oh yeah, I don't need this movie. I, I have it on Netflix, but it might not always be mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah, especially with their so, I don't know. come and go with the different movie companies. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I just like the, phys- having a physical copy, 
possibly getting a booklet with some information like the draft house films are doing right now. I, I actually read through the booklet. Mm-hmm. Um, just these little perks, you know, like with the Friday the 13th box set, the tin, it came with a patch and stuff like that. So, and I'm a sucker for Schweig. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's why I, I, I stick to, to collecting mostly physical. And really, I, the only time I watch a digital copy is when I'm on a plane with my iPad. So that's very, right. maybe two, three times right. a year. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I am in a incredibly similar boat with you, Mark, in terms of the movies that I buy. I, I One, I buy a lot. I've tried to tone it down the past, you know, couple year, maybe two. Um, but the majority of what I buy is going to be blind buys. Um, mm-hmm. Ones, you know, that I haven't seen previously. But I finally went through and sorted things out. So uh, Reese, maybe I guess it was last summer, beginning of last summer, I moved virtually everything that I didn't think was going to be worth something uh, into or ones that I wanted to display. I moved them into binders and I got rid of a ton. At one point I had over 3,500. If I think if I pulled up my um, DVD shit. profile, 3,500, that's not barcodes. That's going to be movies. And so okay. now I decided that I don't want to do movies. I want to do barcodes. Um, and okay. so my collection is in a much different space, spot now because I sold tons and tons off. And I have boxes upstairs that I'm not counting because they're the ones I'm planning to sell off. So I don't want to have to delete them again in the future. Um, but yeah. um, probably 90% of my DVDs are all in binders. Um, and I have my, so like my sections, I have like a DVD section. I have my Scream Factory collection. I have my Criterion collection. I have Arrow now, Arrow Films, because they're excellent, and Vinegar Syndrome, and then 3D Blu-ray, and then kind of uh, everything else will be just be my everything else uh, Blu-rays. Oh, I also have like my wrestling section too. I have a ton of wrestling uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. But mm-hmm. yeah, so my major section that I'm looking at right here in my in my uh, computer room on a set of bookshelves is just kind of like an A to Z collection of movies, whether they're horror, whatever, horror, action, comedy, they're all kind of mixed together. Uh, I feel like that was just the easiest way for me to go about this this time. And so I'm going through, I'm um, over 600 right now, and I probably have, I'm guessing, another, I don't know, four, three or 400, I think. So I think my barcodes will be somewhere around 1,000. Which is so okay. different for me from coming from thirty so five hundred down, that, you know. What you're saying is I'm winning then. One more time. I'm winning. I'm winning the bar. You absolutely are. Because I got more than you. So that makes me the alpha That's male. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I will beat my chest like a champ <laughs> if I wasn't so Okay, so wait, wait. Okay, what's the difference between just uh, the cataloging it as I have the movie on DVD as opposed to barcoding it? I'm confused. Well, okay, so let's say like the ho- let's say you bought that Halloween box set from Anchor yeah. Bay, right? Um, it's one barcode. Uh, so you don't count all the movies, you're just counting the one barcode that has all the movies in it exactly. around. Oh, okay. So like, it, like it, any of those like So like Hunger Games, the, like if I went and got the four Hunger Games movies it, on in the collection, it would be one barcode as opposed to four movies. Yeah, so like the app I use would count it as one selection, but it wouldn't count four movies for that one selection. Gotcha. Well, let me ask this, Mark. What app do you use? Um, right now, I'm using a, an app called uh, My Movies 2. Okay. Uh, I had My Movies 1. It went... Uh, the way of the dodo, oh. 
apparently the uh, uh, my movies two was so much better. So obviously I paid the four ninety nine to buy it. Um, luckily, because they store your collection like online in their database, I didn't have to rescan everything. Oh, that's good. So it was just pretty much upgrade, and uh, you're good to go. Cool. And there, there were some good improvements on it. I found the camera, or I guess the the software they use to scan barcodes, pretty mm-hmm. weak. Um, and sometimes, like I still have movies in my collection that aren't in their database. Oh, so I just add them manually for myself. Yep. I don't tend to just add a title for their database because I honestly don't have. The yeah, time. exactly. Um, Same with DVD. I take a quick picture front and back and whatever. But uh, yeah, I do like the my uh, movies app. And I think they're coming out with a 2.2 soon. I just, as I popped it up, it asked me if I wanted to join the beta. And I said, no, No, thank you. Yeah, while I was watching um, the SmackDown Live Raft, I was able to scan in my entire collection that were in my binders, which was a huge, I have uh, four binders above me filled with movies. And so that was a a big step, (laughs) big pain in the ass, but... Yeah, see, I'd want to, like, binders would be more space efficient Mm -hmm. for me. But then what do I do with all the cases? And I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to get rid of them. I know that some people are selling their slip cases for the screen yeah. factory and making a mint mm-hmm. on them. But I, I just can't I know I want that. them. I'm a completionist. I'd be the one know? who bought those, you know? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, not really. I haven't, but there are a couple I need. So I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I can buy those, eh? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, people are selling them. Like, I think, oh, where do they see this? What? I think somebody sold... 14 slipcases for like 80 bucks. Yeah, I saw that. I think it was like 46 bucks. I saw it on Twitter. I retweeted it. it Why would you why would you buy the slipcases? I'm confused. If you if you own the the Scream Factory Blu-ray and bought it, you should have the case already, right? Well, not necessarily because Yeah, but I think when you first like when they're first released, they come with slipcases, but then uh, subsequential printings of the film don't come with slipcases. So it's just for the oh. elitist that really needs to have it all. Oh, yeah, the annoying slipcases that it. I don't give a shit about that I usually oh, end I up losing those. or someplace. Oh, okay. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. No, they look nice, but then what, what pisses me off is when it comes with a slipcase, it gets shipped to me in the mail, and the fucking slipcase is damaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, that bugs me. Oh, that, that just irks me because I'm like, my baby is rude. I hate when Best Buy puts their damn stickers on the slipcase, and then I can't get them off. Oh yeah, you yeah. So you can use this thing called Google. Yeah, that's what I have used in the past. But if you use too much of it, then it kind of yep, it warps it. Your, exactly. Your I have never had a yeah, problem getting like, stickers off. Wine, wine, wine. That's because you know yeah, the secret. Of course, of course I don't give a shit about slipcases though either. So right. <laughs> and they sent yeah. you the secret instructions anyway. That's what you do in your internal emails. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So excellent. Yeah. So I will have all my collection added in. Hopefully by I have like I was telling you guys, I have a, a long weekend this weekend. So hopefully I'll have everything added in by the end of this weekend. So Yeah. And and people out there, if you're interested in seeing what our collections look like and want us to post pictures, please give us a call or send us feedback and you might win a prize. Hell yeah. So I, I did, did there? I liked it. Yeah. No schooling whatsoever. <laughs> I do want to post a uh, collection video at some sort. I was just waiting until I had everything organized, so I'm getting close to it. So, and I actually rec- I should have a video going up soon because I received my next horror pack in the mail today. So, Ooh, yeah, I should have that. Do you want to tease it or did you I, No, it? I don't open it until I'm filming, and I haven't. Uh, gotcha. It was raining when I got home, so I was like, "Oh my god, my hair like look like an idiot. Like I can't film. <laughs> I'm not. In, I'm not film ready. What the fuck? Yeah." You're crying, exactly. your mascara is just running down. <laughs> I lost your cheek. Uh, 
Were you in a Hustler oh, video? Man. I don't know. He'd be on there. He'd be all yeah. like, leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the meat, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. All right, so let's jump into our week in media, and I'm, I'm going to start. Um, so I, I've moved from MLB 16, the show, which I was obsessed with for about two or three weeks, and I've moved over to NBA 2K16. So <laughs> my video game days, man, I, it's, if it's not sports, it's going to be a first-person shooter, and if it's not that, then I'm probably not playing a video game. Um, Are you playing as the Raptors? No, of course not. I'm going to I'm going to <laughs> Hashtag we the oh, North. Oh, man. No, I'm playing as the Pistons. So. Oh, it's okay. A, uh, Isaiah Thomas is still who? on the team? Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> no. No. Unfortunately, no. Uh, That's the last time. No. That's the last time I played a video <laughs> game. Isaiah Thomas was, uh, I think his son plays now or something. I do like Bill Lambeer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the coach, right? Do you remember back in the day? Yeah. No, no. He was no, a player. No, I know, but now he's a coach. Remember in the day? Oh, probably. Yes. But he, back in the day, like I think on the Genesis, he had a combat basketball yes. game. Yes, Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. I remember Bill that. Beers. Yes, because it was it was so rough. <laughs> I know the bad boys. Anyway, Boy. yeah, NBA. I'm not a. I know so little about basketball, but NBA 2K is just does such a good job of making it fun. Um, and so I'm having a blast with that one. Um, I also watched. Like I'm a huge fan of animated uh like series family guy american dad and bob's burgers are my favorites i absolutely love those with bob's burgers being the absolute best ever um i started watching this series actually i watched one episode it was called f is for family and it's a netflix original yes series. bill burr show say again mm-hmm. it's a bill burr yes. show uh, bill burr the yep. comedian I like him a lot. Yeah, it's um it, I I laughed. I definitely laughed. It's kind of, it takes place in the 70s. It's like this very vulgar kind of mean-spirited family and and their kind of interactions with each other and the world around them. Um it's it's not nearly on par with these other ones that I was talking about um yet anyway, but mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. I'll probably end up watching a few more episodes at least to see if it catches me. But So it's like a, an animated married with children. That's what you're saying. Uh, right. Yeah. Except more <laughs> vulgar because it's on Netflix. Not like an animated. Uh, uh, we uh, we are. What's that show with Carol Connor? Shit. Uh, all in the family. All in the family. Oh. Yeah. It's like a. Yes. It's like a vulgar all in the exactly. family. Exactly. Definitely a good mix of those two well, shows. Since you like those types of mm-hmm. shows, have you watched Rick and Morty? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I own it and I have not watched yet. I really need to see that. I think we talked about this oh, in the past. Yourself a, oh, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Do yourself a service and watch them, dude. They are hilarious. Yeah, I really need to watch them. But yeah, and then as I mentioned, I was watching the SmackDown live draft on Tuesday, and what just the biggest waste of time I've seen in a long time. What kills me about the WWE is that they've had a number of opportunities in the past year. I mean, even even just since Royal Rumble, I'll say, where they could have taken the product, they've taken the brand in such a a better, brighter, more exciting direction. And instead, they fucking falter. They continue to fall back on the same shit over and over again. And it's just, it's gotten to the point now where I am, I have almost no interest in it at all, including the pay-per-views, which blows my mind because Battleground, for example, this Sunday, it has two six-man tag matches. And instead of Charlotte defending her woman's title against Sasha, she's in a tag team match with whatever the girl is, the blonde girl she's with, versus Sasha Banks and a mystery partner. I'm like, what a fucking waste of my time. Dana Brooks. Dana Brooks, yes. Yeah, and and that's the reason why Bailey was not drafted during this draft. 
is because she's obviously the mystery partner. Now, will she go to SmackDown? Will she go to Raw? We'll have to watch and see. You know see. what? I didn't even connect that, but you're, it's so obviously right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You know, yeah, that's the only right. reason. Like, you know, you got Carmella, you got Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss, which both deserve to be on because they're good yeah. too. They've done so well in the last year. But, but you didn't draft Bailey? What the fuck? I don't understand why they didn't keep the women all on one show so they could fight for the women's title. Because now, like... What are the women on the other show going to fight for? Like, they're just beating each other up for the hell of it? Like, there's not a title to go for. Oh, rumor has it, it's going to be a woman's tag team title. Oh, that would be fucking badass. Yeah. Okay. I will give them that. That yeah, would be cool. But, but then, you know, um, like, what happens on Raw if there's a female tag team? Right. You know? Like, what they should do is have two separate heavyweight titles. You yeah, know, I wish they would uh, announce what they're going to do titles. with that. Yeah, I guess we'll find out more after the yeah. pay-per-view. Or maybe they're going to um, make do tournaments for the next mm-hmm. few weeks to see who should be, you know, crowned. Or it might go by the pick. You know, Seth Rollins was number one, but you've already... Th- see, what happens now is I think Ambrose is going to lose the title because you've got Reigns and you got Rollins. Rollins is the number one pick on the Raw side mm-hmm. because of Russ Lesnar and his positive drug tests. Right. Um, so I think... Uh, you know, Rollins is going to have the belt on the Raw side, and on SmackDown, uh, Seth was number one pick, so he'll probably get their version of the title, which should be the same belt, but with a blue scheme. That would be cool. I would like to see that. But it's like how they got rid of, like, the WWE title is only, like, what, two years old at this point? I mean, there are so, there's yeah. so little, uh, like, history behind it anymore. That's what kills me. It's like, what are they going to do they really going to introduce a brand new world title? Uh, I, I I think it's just going to be like the Raw Championship and the SmackDown Championship and make them par both yeah. ways. Because what, back in the day, you had the, the WWE mm-hmm. Championship, then you had the, the WCW World Heavyweight right. Championship. And even though the World Heavyweight Championship, to me, would have more stature because it's got a longer yeah. lineage, um, it was the second-rate yep. belt. You know? So they need to make them both par. Right. But that's the thing. It's if you watch the draft, like it's clearly Raw is still the flagship show. SmackDown is still the B show. That's what I that's what I got from this draft. See, I don't see it that no. much. Just because you got Cena, you yeah, got, you got Cena, but Cena's on- his his uh like contract that he's not gonna be on TV nearly as much anymore going forward. Oh, yeah, really? that's oh, I don't know why they that. put him on SmackDown, I think. Um I, I, I still think SmackDown has a decent roster. I don't agree with Ka- uh, uh, Baron Corbin being drafted so yeah, high. Me either. Um, I still feel bad for Ziggler. So if those two uh, feud again, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to do anything because I'm not that dramatic. But uh, you know, uh, they've got some interesting things coming along. Like now that you know Styles is on SmackDown, you got the club that's on that's Raw. Stupid. Why is Finn going to join the club? the club? I think they're they're going to make both the club a storyline on both shows. So you'll have the club infiltrating both brands, I, which I like. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I want this to be more separate than it has been in the past. They need to bring back the NWO. <laughs> well, I, think the, I think the club is going to be that version of the NWO. I really do. Yeah. I don't know. What I would have loved to see at the, at the, uh, at the draft mm-hmm. was them actually drafting indie wrestlers that are maybe hush-hush on their contract. Right. But have been announced That'd yet. Been cool. So like, holy shit! So and so from uh, from TNA yeah. got you know, or oh my god, that's you know, Will Osprey, you know, or a guy from uh, Lucha Underground mm-hmm. or something, like, you know, Throw. Like, just to make it like I didn't expect. 
expect this. Exactly. Like, holy fuck. Like, surprise you know? me. That's all I want. Throw me a swerve. Yeah. I was disappointed. Like, I'm surprised Mojo was wasn't just gonna picked. Say. I'm surprised Asuka yeah. wasn't picked. Again, they neither. Like, I'm surprised Revival wasn't picked. Yeah. Um, American Alpha. I awesome. love American Alpha. Oh, man. I'm excited to see them. Me too. So it would just been cool to, to have, you know, more than just six NXT right. guys or have some indie guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're telling me Nakamura is not picked. Right. How can Nakamura not be picked? I know. Picked? Exactly. Because they're going – well, I'm a few weeks behind on NXT, yeah. but it's going to be obviously Joe versus Nakamura. Mm. Um, that's why those guys weren't mm-hmm. picked. Doi, you know? But, like, who's Asuka in a feud with now? Like, Yeah, because what's, what's her who, name got pulled up? Yeah, who's big enough uh, on the women's roster on NXT that's after right. Asuka? I, I don't know. It's curious. All right, enough wrestling talk. Um, no, Sorry. you're good. Mark. Or um, let's yes. uh, talk about the end of your Cinefashion Summer Screams Challenge and what you've been watching recently. You know, since I have missed last week, I've got so much to talk about. So I'm going to fucking skim it okay. really fast. Uh, so no offense to the filmmakers. Uh, to the movies I want to mention, I enjoyed them. Um, okay, so back on the 27th of June, <laughs> um, I watched Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is a French uh, Lugaru movie. Which I enjoyed a lot. Um, again, I'm skimming. Uh, so to finish here, CC5, CC5. So Brotherhood of the Wolf, I really enjoyed. Uh, I watched The Aviator, another um, another movie by DiCaprio. I didn't like his younger stuff. Um, loved The Aviator. Uh, crocodile from 1979. It's Jaws in the Philippines, but with a crocodile who, for some reason, lives in the ocean. Same movie, worse effects. <laughs> Uh, Changing Lanes uh, oh, wow. with Ben Affleck and Timmel Jackson had never mm-hmm. seen, liked a lot. For some reason, I want to buy these thrillers, but then I, I've, I, I just I cringe when I watch them. Not because they're bad, but because they're stomach churn. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe he's doing that. It's just weird. For some reason, thrillers really affect me more than horror movies do uh, because mm-hmm. they seem more possible. Oh, okay, right? Because it's man versus man. It's human right. nature. You know how the dark side of human nature. It's kind of mm-hmm. gross. Um, so that my biggest, one of my biggest surprises from CSCC five, CSCC five, um, the black Christmas remake from 2006, you know, called black. I need to see the remake. I've not, the originals, a brilliant slasher film. I need to see the remake. And, and, you know, I remember buying this when blockbuster was still a thing, you know, a decade ago, just because I'm like, Oh, I need a fifth film to get, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. deal it was. Holy shit. It was awesome. Hmm. Right off the bat, it should have had strikes against it before I even watch it because I'm watching a Christmas movie at the end of June, right? So I'm not in the mood to begin with. <laughs> this movie was fucking amazing. Now, not amazing like The Aviator or Changing Lanes, you know, but amazing in the way that where it was gory, it was graphic, it was funny, it was over the top. It had some homages to the original. Um, watch it. If you've never watched it because it's, you know, it looks like shit. Um, disregard that. Uh, watch it with open mind. I I give it five stars out of five. Oh wow! So I love it. On a efficient scale of awesomeness, that's far to four. Hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? See, I didn't um, like it nearly that much. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know, I think I liked it so much because I was surprised by how much I dismissed it. Well, I, I you know? printed it like when it first came out on on DVD, and I was expecting I was actually expecting a little better out of it. I don't know. Yeah. 
but and I wanted to like yeah. it, but it was just like, uh, I don't know. I, I had the same reaction to the to Black Christmas that I did to my Bloody Valentine's remake. It was just kind of like I, I it was just kind of like, uh, I and, but I'd never movie. seen the originals of either, so it was just kind of like I don't, you know, I yeah, I don't know whether I just missed the boat or what, but yeah, yeah, you fucked up. That's all right. You can try again. <laughs> yeah, it's only that, buddy. Um, yeah, so so check it out. Um, I thought it was I, I I surprisingly surprised by it. <laughs> you know, awesome. Again, when you know when when you're when you're expecting shit and you get you know a meat pie, right. fuck, dig into the meat <laughs> pie. You know what I'm saying, folks? <laughs> good good life advice. Yeah, that's a French Canadian saying I just made. <laughs> up. Okay, <laughs> so um, and the last movie for CSCCCC five, I watched an indie film. Leaf Jonker's Darkness. Okay. Micro budget 80s vampire movie. Um, plot wise, horrible. Um, guts, awesome. Meaning that, yeah. you know, the guy did awesome for what he had to work with. Um, and the special effects were what sold it. They're amazing. So think the dead next door, but maybe a little more micro budget. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like this is like shot on direct to like on, on, video um yeah really really good uh, reason why i bought this was i saw this in um uh, an ad for it in a issue of alternative cinema mm-hmm. back in the day when i used to collect comics so this is probably like 95 96 this came out in 93 and it just the cover art just stuck with me so when it came out on dvd whenever it did back in like 04 05 when i saw it at an hmv i picked it up but I never watched it up until uh, June 30th, 2016. <laughs> um, so if you're a fan of like shot on video, micro budget horror films, um, you're getting what you're expecting. Um, again, shitty plot. Or so weak story, awesome special effects, a lot of heart. So that's that for my Cinefessions backlog. What was challenge. that one called again? The last one? Leaf Jonkers, uh, so that's the director. So Leaf, uh, L-E-I-F, surname uh, Jonker, J-O-N-K-E-R. So Leaf Jonkers, Darkness from 1996. Okay, very good. I want to yeah. have like a, a shot on video arc at some point in our run here. That'd be so much fun. Well, that is uh, that is uh, one that would be good Hell to yeah. do. Um, I'm sure there's commentary, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, apart from that, I'm going to... I'll be honest, it's been two weeks since we spoke, and I'm not sure if I talked about anything I've seen since that is not CSAC5 related. Um, I think I did, actually. So I'm going to skip, skip, skip that. So I went to Hamilton two weeks ago now for the Rue Morgue um, right. Black or Dark Carnival convention. Yeah. It's on the, It was on the same weekend as the Montreal Comic-Con. Um, I picked the Dark Carnival Pretty much for one reason. I know. For a Gilmore Yeah, that's tour. awesome. Yeah. It would have been awesomer if he was there. Oh, no. Uh, I guess he had... Yeah, he apparently got sick day of or night before and could not make the convention. So I was wow. bombed beyond belief. I still got my Day of the Dead poster signed by uh, George Romero, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But my big get would have been Del Toro because I love his work. So... Obviously, I rewatched some of his films uh, prior to the convention. Um, rewatched Blade Two, awesome! Like to me, that's the best of the series. Rewatched Hellboy, which 
didn't really like so much the first time I saw okay. it. And I don't think I've seen it since it came out in theaters. So it's been like 12 mm-hmm. years. Rewatched it. Thought it was amazing. Yeah, awesome. Hellboy is fantastic. Do that to you. Hellboy, yeah. I just Hellboy saw- 2 is, oh, is... I don't think Hellboy 2 is as good as the first one. But I think a lot of people yeah. can complain about Hellboy 2. Uh, they're very different movies. But they're both equally... Yes. You know, they, they're both pretty good. I've only... My big issue with the original Hellboy was like, man, he keeps fighting these stupid dogs over and over again. You know, I thought there were too many dog fights. Um, don't recall the finish. Man, was I stupid. Yeah, the movie's awesome. So, yeah. I've only seen Hellboy 2, actually, and I really liked it. Um, I've sat down to watch Hellboy 1 multiple times, but I've always fallen asleep. No diss on the movie. It's just happened to be a time where I was tired when I started it. Yeah, yeah. It's worth a watch. It really, yes. really is. Hellboy has so um, many great moments in it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally does. I, I, I'm i surprised I didn't like it the first time mm. I saw it. But anyway, that was 12 years ago. I was so mature. <laughs> so mature. So um, I, I rewatched Pacific Rim. Oh. Uh, I, and I rewatched it in 3D. And I kind of kicked myself in the nuts for seeing Avatar the best 3D, which I still think it does. But honorable mention to Pacific yeah, it Rim. It does look great in 3D. I own that one also in 3D. And another film I watched in 3D, which I uh, – well, I'll get to that when I get to that. Um, again, going fast because I'm two weeks behind. Um, I rewatched Mimic, which, you know, I think it was his first English film. Uh, again, holds up. I liked it a lot. It, it had a creepiness and it had a really ni- like mid-90s feel, which – I guess at the time, people think 90s horror kind of sucked, but I really dug this one. I loved Mimic because it wasn't like the other 90s horror because they weren't relying on shitty CG for most of the film. Agreed. But with this, I just, the aesthetic felt 90s, which again, not bad. The the way that people dressed, uh, the big glasses, I just kind of dug. And Mira Sorvino, which up until last week, I'm like, I haven't seen her since Mimic. What has she done since? And then I watched an episode of Lady Dynamite on Netflix, and she did an episode of Lady Dynamite. So I was like, yay, she's still working, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I finished my uh, – I'm talking too much. I finished <laughs> my uh, Del Toro arc. Um, I went to the theaters to see The Neon Demon, which is the uh, latest film from Nicholas Winden Refn. Yes. He's the guy who did uh, Drive. I love it. I love him anyway. Love Drive. And love Drive. This movie – yeah. This movie, visually stunning. Mm-hmm. I'm still puzzled about the film itself. Hmm. Um, it's it's weird. It's quirky. It's very art house. I want to watch it again, but visually awesome. And little tidbit for you, Jenna Malone fans. You know, Jenna Malone from uh, deleted scenes of Batman vs Superman, and uh, one of the best characters in I think was uh, was uh, Hunger Games two. Um, you see your boobies in this one, so there Noted. we go. Yes, yes. Um, I rewatched The Witch. I had watched it back in Austin for Fantastic yeah. Fest. Did not like it. Oh. I think I only gave it two and a half stars. Okay. Rewatched it again. Awesome. I give it four stars. <laughs> really? Seriously. I don't know why. Wow. I think it all depends too on mood intoxication levels. Right. But this is a slow burn of a film. Okay. And at its conclusion, it's like you want more, but you don't mm-hmm. get it. It is amazing. Like, it deserves a rewatch. If you watched it, you didn't like it. Or if you watched it and you liked it, you'll like it even more a second time. Very good. I believe it at that. I need to watch that one. So I've heard a lot of good about it. Yeah, it, it is awesome. 
Um, oh, I, okay, there we go. Um, I watched The Purge Anarchy just because I'd never seen it, and I want to watch that for Purge. Okay, 3. and what were your thoughts on that um, one? Liked it a lot. Oh, good. I liked it more than Purge. Uh, the first what? Because this wasn't. I did. Purge, I, Purge Anarchy, Purge 1 is a siege film, right? Yes. Purge 2 is a Warriors movie. Yeah. That's a, and I love the Warriors. This felt, it's like, you know, go to point A to point B to point C. I like the characters. The guy who plays the main guy, who's, uh, who's Crossbones in Captain America, his name is Frank Grillo. Mm-hmm. I dig everything that guy does. Mm-hmm. So just by default, I knew this movie is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, Purge Anarchy. I, Again, go, yeah, go I was going to say, I loved Purge. I think it is just, I mean, frankly, I think it's underrated. Like, it is not talked about enough. It is fantastic. The sequel, yeah. I liked, but not nearly, uh, it didn't nearly have the same impact on me as the first film. Yeah. Um, first film, I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I liked it a lot, but I like this one more. Awesome. Now, is it because I watched it more recently, possibly? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. See, I, um, the only one that's interested me out of the Purge series so far is the one that just came out. I really want to see okay. this new one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, sip of water. <laughs> um, so I went to Winnipeg last week, thus me not being there last week with mm-hmm. you guys, and thus you guys having the best uh, download record ever yeah. so far in the span of this podcast. <laughs> not jealous. Oh, um, I watched... Everybody wants some. Oh, okay. I've heard a lot about that. That is, yeah, that's the indirect sequel to Days and Confused by Richard Linklater. Yes. So I watched this on a plane. Small screen, earbuds in my ears. Holy fuck, it was good. Awesome. Oh my God. I need to buy it. It's on Blu-ray yeah. now. Um, I'm hoping my Russian friend has a cheaper copy. <laughs> um, if not, I'm buying it on Amazon for 25 Canadian. I don't mm-hmm. care. It was fantastic good i loved it the characters are all great it's funny it's down to earth um yeah again i don't want to spoil anything but it's a you know it's pretty much a guy goes to college first year in college he's part of a baseball um i guess baseball grand twist uh scholarship scholarship. he's on a baseball scholarship uh, so the movie takes place three days before college starts up until the first day of school. Um, so I guess it's a reversal where, you know, Days Confused was the last day of school. Um, it, it's amazing. Like, I love the characters in the movie. Um, not really well-known actors. Again, I haven't done much research on the guys. Uh, most of them had really badass mustaches, so I might not have recognized them. <laughs> um, but it's like based in 1980. And yeah, it, it's amazing. Go watch. Everybody wants some. It's fantastic. To a point where I kind of want to go watch Boyhood now because that's his previous mm-hmm. film, which I kind of poo-pooed because it's, it's such a long view, you know. But honestly, Linklater is an awesome director. I should watch his other stuff. I love Slacker. I love Days and Confused. <sighs> yes, right? Um, so he's good at, with period pieces, you know. Um, this one, I think I like more than Days and Confused. Oh, wow. It's that good, Yeah. Um, so watch that. I need to I'm gonna rewatch Days and Confused. I actually own it from Criterion Collection. I haven't watched it since I okay. bought it. I need to rewatch that, and then I'll definitely watch Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, uh, five out of five stars. I gave awesome. it. Um, so again, going fast here. Shitty movie. The secrets. The Secret Life of Pets. That animated yeah. film with the pets. Trailer was funny. The movie is not. I gave it two stars. Yeah. Uh, Into the Storm, the wannabe Twister movie from two years the ago found with footage the- Twister film. Yeah. Yep. Um. It, 
it's good, mm-hmm. but it's no twist. Yeah. Fun fact, you know? I actually auditioned for a role in that film because they filmed it here in Detroit. No yeah, shit. After I got right out of high school. It was, um, there's a point in there where they do like a time capsule. They're filming a yeah. time capsule. It was, I was like auditioning for one of those roles, but obviously I didn't, oh, didn't happen, awesome. but it was fun to audition for. So. Yeah, like again, uh, I give it three out of five stars. I liked it, but to me, the, there was no Bill Paxton, there was no Jamie Gertz, there was no Jan DeBont, mm-hmm. there was no Flying Cows. Right. So I think Twister is a better film, but yeah. this one should not be disregarded either. Right, it's not, and that's the thing. I was surprised it wasn't terrible. I was surprised it wasn't bad. Frankly, it was just, it was a fine film. Like, it's good. Well, it was, it was kind of sold on its merits that it was a 3D, right. um, uh, you know, weather porn film. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, like the guy from uh, the guy from the movie, uh, you know, the Hobbit trilogy, like the original Hobbit, mm-hmm. uh, not per me, like the, the, the like the Hobbit book, the trilogy of films from the Hobbit book. Now Richard Armitage, I believe that's his name. He's in it. Uh, he's awesome. Um, the uh, the the woman from uh, Prison Break, something. She was in the first three seasons of um, of um, Walking Dead. She's in oh, it. the mom. Yes, yeah. and she's not hateable because people tend to hate her right. in Walking Dead and in Prison Break. She's awesome in this film, yeah. You know, and one of the guys from the unit, from the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, he's in it as well as the douchey Carrie Elvis character from Twister. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not a bad film, uh, just not great. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna go again fast. I rewatched The Money Pit on Netflix. <laughs> Sheila Long, Tom Hanks, awesome. Yes, love that movie. Um, yeah, um, the jerk from 1979, Steve Martin, the jerk. Yeah, holy shit! It's on Netflix. Watch it. I had seen it many, many moons ago. Um, I give it five stars. It is a piece of classic comedic film. Like it's amazing. It holds up. It is so funny, so funny. Yeah, I have not seen um, it. I don't know if I've ever seen the full movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it. What's? Do you know what that movie is? Where it's um. It's, uh, oh my God, Steve Martin, same actor. Yeah. He's talking to yeah. like a billboard, like an electronic. Yes, Ellie Story. What was it? That's Ellie Story. Okay. Or Ellie Stories. Ellie Stories. Pardon me. I need to see. I used for some reason that movie sticks in my head. It was something like my family was watching one time when we were up north, and it's just always been in my head. And I never yeah. picked it up to see it to actually watch it from beginning to end. I just I always wanted to try that one. Okay. Two of his movies I haven't watched yet for some reason and I want to watch is Dirty Rock and Scoundrels, which I've never seen. And I've never seen his re- – yeah, and I've never seen Roxanne. Roxanne is fantastic. Oh, Roxanne's, yeah, oh, I love Roxanne. That's, love with, that's with Daryl Hannah, right? Yes. Yeah. I've the never modern seen Roxanne. Cyrano de Bergerac tale. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, watch The Jerk. It's amazing. Um, again, going quickly again, I uh, rewatched Skyfall because I was on the plane with my iPad. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't like it as much the second time. Um, I rewatched Star Trek Into Darkness because uh, Star Trek Beyond starts tomorrow. Yeah. Um, originally, I did not like the sequel as much as the original. Now I think it's better. Apart from the cheesy chase scene at the end, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I think the whole debacle with Khan, with people saying, oh, is it him? Is it not him? Leading up to the film hurt the film. But I thought Cumberbatch was awesome in it. Uh, I thought the whole crew was awesome. Uh, really good science fiction. Uh, last one, which I wanted to save for last, which you guys might have a comment on. Mm-hmm. 
I saw the remake, or pardon me, the 2016 version of Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I've not been to the theater yet to see it, so I don't have a comment. No? Okay. Uh, Ash, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet either. Okay. I didn't have any I was out of uh, town, so. Yeah. Okay. So, long story short, not scary, Mm -hmm. like the original. It's not scary, but it is so fucking funny. Awesome. Like, I legit laughed out loud so many times. Good. I'm in love with a lesbian. (laughs) Kate McKinnon, (laughs) I think, is the greatest thing in the film. Um, I despise the hate that Leslie Jones has been getting on Twitter. Oh, God, yes. I think it's fucking gross and is undeserved. Mm-hmm. Um, again, movie itself, not scary, very funny, in the same vein as Heat and as um, oh, Bridesmaids. Like, I fucking not saying it's raunchy, yeah. but there is a queef joke in it. Okay? <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh. It is funny. Go see it. Yeah, we're going to um, s- hopefully see it this weekend. We were- and if you can, see it in 3D. I didn't oh, see it in okay. IMAX 3D. I just saw it in regular 3D and it works. Really? Because that's the reason yes. we didn't want to pay. It was like 25 bucks to see it for both of us to see it in 3D That the night we were at the theater to go see it. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? Let's just wait till next weekend. We'll just see the regular 2D and pay half this because I don't know if the 3D is going to be worth it. But if well, they see it in 3D, damn it, we may just have to see it in 3D. I paid the 20 bucks with my buddy, Paul Templeton. And, uh, hey, Paul, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we paid the 20 bucks for the VP theaters. We shared a pitcher of beer and we had two pints of the film. And it, I really dug it. Good. I gave it four out of five. I think my fanboyism probably got the better of me because mm-hmm. I'm also already thinking in my drunken state in the theater, I'm going to get a leg, uh, sleeve tattoo. One side Egon, the other side Holtzman, just oh. because. Um, yeah, uh, Kate McKinnon is so good in this film. Kristen Wiig is funny as the straight man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy is very funny. Um, not a huge, huge fan of Leslie Jones' character. Okay. Just because a little stereotypical. Mm. Um, but it wasn't bad. She had some funny moments. But really, it is uh, it is Kate McKinnon's film. Um, I'm just and, fucking the, ecstatic. You don't have to change your background on your phone. Fuck yeah. And I don't have to change my banner on my Facebook. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Um, yeah. If I was a girl, I'd have a lady boner the whole time. I'm a guy. I got a guy boner. So, anyways, I enjoyed it. I want to see it again. Um, day one purchase on Blu-ray if my fun, if my fundraising guy has it cheaper. Um, <laughs> but please go check it out. Not because, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, it's, yeah, watch it. It's funny. If you want a comedy, just don't go in thinking it's a horror movie. It's not. But at the same time. Oh, see, I was expecting yeah, comedy. Yeah. But, Total yeah. comedy, bit of raunch, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, oh, plus, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris uh, uh, Helmworth, right? Oh, he yeah. Plays Thor. The, he <laughs> plays the male receptionist. Right. Total dumb mimbo. I love it. It's hilarious. That's awesome. It's worth checking out. So uh, on that note, no spoilers on Easter eggs. I'm done talking. Fan fucking tastic. <sighs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> well put, sir. So what about you, Ash? Anything to share on what you've been watching this past week? I know you went on a, a, a vacation as well over the weekend, so you may not have had a ton of time, but no. Um, let's see. Rewatch Deadpool. So fantastic. Watch haven't watched it yet. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, we we indoctrinated two of our friends who don't like Marvel movies into it, and they they were th- laughing nice. their asses off. Well, yeah, my wife. <laughs> you know, my 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 friend and I who love the Deadpool movie indoctrinated our other two right. friends into it. So, um, but then uh, we went and uh, I rented uh, through Netflix uh, Knock Knock, which. It shot well, but I just didn't the, like the it. The Keanu Reeves um, one, or okay, yeah, I yeah. Have to watch yeah the Keanu I know, Reeves I do one. too. It's, I, I don't know. It's okay. It's like a torture porn horror movie without the horror aspect of it, trying to be a thriller and failing miserably. Gotcha. Basically, is, is what it amounts to. And there is nudity. There is a couple of a couple of sex scenes. Worth it. Um, Keanu Reeves is actually pretty good in it. Uh, the girls are good at the start, but when they go nutso, it's like, uh, yeah. okay. It's, uh, it, it's kind of believable, kind of not. It's funny and, you bring Knock Knock yeah. up because the, the one of the actresses in Knock Knock was actually in the film we are going to review in a little bit. Oh, was she? Okay. Uh, I don't remember her being in it, but I, I yeah. might have missed it. I'm sorry. We're, um, we're talking about which movie? But... Uh, uh, I said uh, uh, in Knock Knock, one of the actors in Knock Knock is Who's in there? Holidays. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. We missed you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Third wheel. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I... I can't I can't really recommend knock knock. I and I I, I wanted to like it because it's shot really well and they, they kind of build up the suspense, but then it's just like I just I don't like the situation at all. Like it just it fell flat and it's just like this is just ridiculous. I need to add that um, to my watch list for this so, weekend because I need to talk about it next week to see what I'm thinking. I will watch it too then. Yeah. Good. So I like Eli yeah. Roth. But uh but uh and then uh let's see what else did I watch. Um Oh, I've been getting caught up on Top Gear on Netflix, and I think there was another movie we watched. I don't remember. I have to look. Hang on. <laughs> oh, there's something we watched. I know there is. Yes, during the interludes, people watch Stranger Things. We we're supposed to do it tonight, but I watched a whole series. So, yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah, it was really, really fucking good. <laughs> I guess not. I guess that was it. Okay. Yeah, we traveled a lot, so I, I probably didn't catch all enough, all that much. But excellent. Yeah, I saw Slasher uh, when I went to Best Buy the other day, and um, I was like, "Damn, I want to get this." But then I looked at the special features because it was from Scream Factory. But I looked at the special features, and there's like nothing. So I was like, "Well, I'll just watch it on Netflix." <laughs> just- is there is there a slipcover? Yeah, <laughs> there is. <laughs> fancy. Uh. All right. So with that in mind. Let's jump over to our review of Holidays. So, as always, there will be spoilers for this film. So, if you have not watched it, you can check it out on Netflix right now, at least Netflix US and Netflix Canada. Yeah, uh, yes, Netflix Canada. Yep. All right. So, at least those two places. I don't know about anywhere else. But anyway, if you've not watched it, make sure you pause the podcast now, go watch that film, and then come back and hit play and listen to our discussion of the film. So, Holidays is a 2016 horror anthology. It has an IMDb score of 5.2 out of 1,946 votes at the time of this recording. It has a current Metacritic score of 50, a tomato meter of 52%, if you're noticing a trend there, and an Mm -hmm. audience score of surprisingly lower than the tomato meter at 31%, which is the first time I've seen that, so... 
All right. So I guess the only way to really approach this is to kind of go short film by short film, because I think what's interesting about this anthology is that there's not a bookend like you see in a lot of horror anthologies. Uh, It just kind of goes. It's basically eight short films stuck together with that theme of them all taking place on or around a holiday. I'm kind of glad there's no wraparound film just because it needs to be more film to watch. Right. Because. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. I, Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. It it cuts the running time down because there's less to watch, which made me grateful. (laughs) Oh, man. It made me thankful. It made me thankful. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm actually think beginning to think I absolutely despise horror anthologies that actually try to be based around a theme uh, rather than like creep show where they're just kind of a bunch of random horror stories that they put together. Um, Cause I, I think the theme ones are just killing me. I, oh, uh, and that's going to be it for that review of holidays. <laughs> we will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the first film here. So we had, uh, this was Valent. I'm just, I, I think every film, short film was just titled The Holiday That It Was. Yes. Um, and so yes. the first one was Valentine's Day. And this was written and directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer, who we will actually see later on uh, as writers uh, again, but not directors. So um, this was strange in, it had v- very odd moments in it, I would say, that kind of, Took me out of it a little bit, but uh, right at the start, I got this feeling of Carrie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it's pretty yeah. obvious, you know, high school girls making fun of kind of the outcast. Uh, it, it's very obviously, you know, something that Carrie did very well back when. And so you yeah. think of that as kind of the first or the, or the best, at least. So, um, yeah. So what were your... What are some thoughts on Valentine's Day? What worked for you? What didn't? I think that's kind of the best way to go about these ones. Okay. Um, so, well, Mark or Ash, either one of you. I This being the first segment in the film, um, started on the positive note. I actually enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why? It just felt familiar to me. Like, I knew where it was going. You know? Like, there was nothing yeah. surprising about this one. Um, I just, I, I like these types of stories. It, it's got, it's got a Tales from the Crypts vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Now, was there anything special about it via like the, the actors, actresses? No, it just, it felt familiar to me and uh, in a good way. And I think I just dug the initial vibe. I'm like, okay, if it's going to be like this, I might actually enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we'll soon find out. That's <laughs> not the case. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it felt like yeah. a warm blanket on <laughs> a uh, on a cozy Valentine's Day night yeah. with, my, with my with my six pillow. <laughs> shit! Oh, boy. Said that. I meant friends. I meant <laughs> shit. Shit. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. 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 I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All I know is I wanted to like. <laughs> I wanted to cut that bitch when she was talking in the baby talk to our to the main character. Yeah. I oh god, that was just so uh, grating on me. It was so annoying. But the whole thing was just strange. I mean, the coach is writing yep. a letter at first to the mean girl, and then he changes it when he hears her getting wait, means Marie, uh, what's her name Maxine getting picked on. Do you what? think it was? I see, I thought he was doing a Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day card for his wife. Oh, that could be. That would make more sense. 
Yeah, but yeah, then so she canceled too. Valentine's Day plans because, you know, on the right. weekend, he's, for some reason, got a hard on for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't he know it's going to cost him double? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Um, so I think he just felt bad and pissed off at his wife, so he gave it to, to Max MaxiPad. Mm-hmm. Um, why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And why slip it in her locker? Like, it just felt weird. Like, he it's like, almost he became like a predator, in a way, yes, that's the feeling I got from it. Yeah, but then his intentions were were nice, you know. Now, would it be the same if it was a female gym a gym teacher? I don't know, but it just felt kind of like okay, he's going to exploit her, and then she's going to cut his heart out. Mm-hmm. But no, see, that was where I yeah. thought they were going with it. Um, yeah, it just that that was kind of odd to me. Um, but uh, I still like this the tone of the film. Um, but it's nothing I had never seen before. One one moment where the tone kind of changes. So she gets the letter from him mm-hmm. and just hugs it and turns to the camera and has the the goofiest look on her face. Yeah. And like the the pink spotlight comes on and just what a strange moment in the middle of the short here. Where in the next moment is going to be her stalking the mean girl. It's yeah. just, it was so odd. What else I found odd was, okay, Mean Girl pushes uh, Maxine off the diving board where she kind of, you know, flops into the water. Right. And the teacher didn't do anything to stop her or reprimand her. I'm like, which is weird. I know it's a short film and I can't really mm-hmm. think too much into it type of thing. Exactly. But it's just ah, some weird sequences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that was uh, that's I think one of my problems actually with a lot of these anthologies is they they cram too many short films in and the short films would really could use another like 10 yeah. minutes to develop. And and it was, I thought that with a lot of these it was just like if you just given it just a little more time, you know, this would have worked a lot hmm. better, but I don't know. I I I that shot didn't take me out of it so much because we had the yeah, dream shot right. from earlier. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little uneven, but I didn't think it it didn't okay. kill it for me. Um, I liked how genuinely scared the blonde looked as mm-hmm. she was being followed. I thought that was a really good moment. Um, and I was just I was ready for her to fucking die because she was just such like an over the top bitch. She was a it mean was girl. Just, exactly. Um, and then she falls in the mud, which I laughed at. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and even though her death it's done in a long shot, um, I thought it was still pretty brutal because she's just, she's screaming and then all of a sudden silence and it's like, Oh, we know what happened there. And it's like, damn, I thought that was well done. Um, so I don't know. I I, th- I like this one, but this, the strange shots of Maxine and Love were a bit distracting to the overall like brutality of the short that I feel like they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like that Maxine never says a word in this. I thought that was interesting. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realize that. Yeah, not not a single word that I that I picked up on at least. Yeah, well, that's actually I actually I'm a little more impressed with that short because you know exactly what Maxine is thinking the entire right. freaking yep, time. Exactly. Very expressive eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So, any other final thoughts on Valentine's Day? Uh, I just think it was a passable uh, or a pretty good beginning. It kind of you know got me in the mood for the other uh, 
other holidays. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what are they going to do for this and this and this? Um, right. So I was excited for the next one. Yeah. I, it, it did feel like Valentine's Day felt like one of like one of the Tales from the Crypt or like Tales from the Dark Side mm-hmm. episodes to me. So yeah, it felt, you know, it's like, okay, I can, I can deal with this if they're all going to be kind of mm-hmm. like this, but. So from Valentine's Day, we go to um, St. Patrick's Day. And this one was written and directed by Gary Shore, who I don't know. I frankly, I don't recognize any of these names outside of Kevin Smith. Do you, are you guys familiar with any of them? Honestly, okay. no, no, I'm okay. not. Um, so, man, this one was so different, I feel like, than what we got in oh, the first one. Gary Shore, he did Dracula Untold. Oh, okay. Well, that explains Which, a lot <laughs> right there. Oh, I, I mean, like that sorry. One, um, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I just remember it got torn apart by pretty much everybody I know yeah. who saw it. It's so. actually not that bad, but yeah, no, he directed that film. So, okay. I, I, honestly, there were a good number of things I liked about this. Um, and and the first one that caught my eye was the, the way, like the cinematography and the way it was edited with the quick cuts to show mm-hmm. the passage of time, I thought was was really cool. I just, I liked that technique. I thought that was really well done. Um, but this was the first one also that for some reason, it just reminded me of Black Mirror. Okay. It had that vibe about it. Uh, I, I didn't really get that. Maybe because it's a, it's a, it, you know, it's from. It's a supernatural thing, not a technology mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I guess I could kind of see, you know, if you, if you want the supernatural well, route with it. It's, just because it's, it's yeah. probably the accent because it was shot overseas and it's all. <laughs> that could you know, be. <laughs> Uh, the actress on this one, Ruth Bradley, uh, she seemed really familiar to me. And then mm-hmm. I realized uh, via quick internet search, she's in this Irish movie. It's a monster movie called Grabbers. Oh, I, I believe, fucking love Grabbers. Yes. Oh, she's yes. the female yes. cop in Grabbers. And like, oh, oh no like, shit. Oh. Yes. So she gets two yep. points for that because Grabbers was fucking amazing and she was I, awesome. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the little girl in this one? Creepy. Yeah. She was creepy. She was, The little girl was creepy. Well, the thing I will is, give the little girl was a ginger, right? And gingers are creepy as fuck to me. <laughs> right. Right, guys? Uh, um, also, also very sexy. I, I, I happen to like her. Also very so sexy. I was like, guys, she, oh, she's like a little Dr. Crusher from Star Trek, right, guys? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not that far. Yeah, um, yeah. She's just yeah. Again, she did not speak either, right? Correct. Um, and then when she smiled, that Correct. was a creepy ass smile. That's what I was gonna say. I felt like she was creepiest when she smiled, yeah. and it was less effective when she was trying to act creepy. Like you with know, her, with her ginger teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then her appearing in the in the store and just listening to her stomach—that was scary. That was creepy to me. Like I was like, "What the fuck." Um, and then the film took a c- very comedic turn in my eyes. Okay. Um, when she's talking with the doctor, she's like, have you seen Rosemary's baby? Well, this is like Rosemary. <laughs> it's like Rosemary's reptile. I fucking laughed my ass off. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. It's definitely black humor, but fuck, damn, I thought it was so funny. And then that kind of continued on um, a little bit. One Another moment where I thought it was just hilarious it actually it jumped from terrifying to hilarious was when she was like sniffing the baby's clothes. Yes. Oh, and then, that God, that was crazy. And then walked outside and flipped everyone the bird. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. 
Maybe there's something about St. Patrick and the snakes that I don't get because mm-hmm. the ending was completely lost on me. And that's where it lost me completely. Okay, yep. good. I'm not the only one. I don't know what the fuck I was watching at all. I I was on board with it up until the creepy, weird people and the animal heads and the ending. And I'm just like, I don't even know what mm-hmm. the fuck's going on. I don't I don't care. She gave birth to a giant fucking snake. Yeah, who fucking I, I lost it. Uh, and, and, yeah. like, and like, but, they're all wearing like rubber uh, animal heads. I'm like, are they all wearing horse heads? And are they all going to start brushing their teeth? <laughs> you know, with the electric toothbrushes? You know what they do in the, oh the biting videos? I'm like, that would have been cool. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it just the symbolism complete, like with the David Zuko comment from Greece. Um, I just yeah. didn't get it. What? Yeah. And, and I don't know. See, like I liked the imagery mm-hmm. of the heads popping up out of the field and the music that was being played at the, at the same time. It was almost overwhelming. Like I really enjoyed that. But from that moment on, it was like, what? What? My my final comments were, what the flying fuck was that? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the imagery. The music, the editing, the cinematography, I loved all that. The story, I, I, I don't know what the fuck I was watching. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 lo- it lost me uh, after the, the sniffing of the uh, of the baby clothes. And it just yes. got yeah. weird. And again, that's the fault of it being a short film. Same right. reason why I'm not a huge fan of short story anthologies. I just don't. Oh, get I love it. short story anthologies. Oh man, I've, we can talk about that for a different podcast. But I just, yeah. I just, I'm not smart enough, people. I don't get it. Spoon <laughs> me. See, I, I don't, I don't mind the short stories, like in like book short story anthologies, because they can say a hell of a lot more with like 50 pages or whatever than you can in apparently 15 right. minutes of film. So I mean, there is a there is a difference, but. It, Honestly, they could have taken this one out. Like, if I were editing this film, I'd be like, yeah, this one's just... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Am I muttering? I apologize. (laughs) Yeah, it just... uh, It it didn't do anything for me at all. All right, so so let's move on to the Easter holiday then. So Easter was written and directed by Nicholas McCarthy. So this annoying little girl asks 6,000 questions before she goes to bed. I guess that's just normal practice. Um, But man, you know, I have to admit, even though she was just asking questions, there was an uneasy feeling to me uh, in this scene, something uneasy about it. And it may have been the fact that I literally had to run upstairs and turn the lights off because I couldn't see my projector screen very well in the dark scene. So I had to run up, turn the lights off. So then I was down in the basement alone. And so maybe that's why it was more uneasy, Mm -hmm. but there was something about it that I was like something, it just feels like something's going to happen here, but I don't know what it is. And that's what got me interested in it. Yeah. uh, The surprise in this one was quite the surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This one. Would you say this was a this was a period piece, right? Like this felt like a seventies setting. Uh, would, would you agree? Honestly, uh, I don't know if I could agree with that. I no? there wasn't much really serial wise because it's in a dark house. Yeah, it could. It could yeah, it could have happened oh, any time. Really, seventies. So and the shag the shag carpeting, I could f- see anybody keeping around. if like it reminded well, me maybe of in somebody, Ohio, you know? but in the real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear in, in Ohio. My one house had shag carpeting, thank you very much, and it was we were proud of our shag. He's a great no. basketball player. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So 
there was one moment that really got me and it was when she was drinking her water mm-hmm. and we just see kind of the, some movement in the background. Um, to me, it kind of established Easter as kind of our first traditional horror short in the vein of, say, like Halloween or something like that. You know, obviously the John Carpenter film, not the one in the short. Yeah. Uh, and so that to me and another reason probably why it felt like it had a 70s feel to it. Well, you know what? Uh, like she's asking these questions about, you know, about Easter and then, you know, with, with Jesus and whatever. And mm-hmm. what what we get at the end is nothing I would have ever imagined. Yeah. Uh, let's, like, yes i was just like the, holy shit honestly, the best part of, the, of this short was the makeup of said monster yeah he looked creepy yes. and just strange and yeah Th- those who up. have not seen it yet um pause and go see it okay you're back all right um so it's so it's a jesus bunny but a monsterific Humanoid bunny Jesus, no slimy that that gives birth to chicks out of his out hand, of its hand. right? Um, yeah. So, and do you notice the black mossy stuff on his shoulder? I wasn't sure. Was that like shroud yes. remnants or? I actually, I thought it was hair, like long hair, Which, like yeah. human hair, and the voice of this monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this was legit, probably the creepiest thing in this in this anthology. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I give kudos yeah. for that. Absolutely, uh, the story itself fucking dumb though. It it, it really was. Like, it's like what the fuck? So, and then so the, the kid sees the thing and now has become the thing. Right? <laughs> fuck! How has no kid ever saw yeah. like seen this creature and all she did was go get water? Like it just, I was fucked up. Yeah. See, see, uh, I think this is one of those ones that would have been better with another like five minutes added to its runtime so that they can yeah. explain some of this or ramp it up or or even so we could see the end result of what he did do yeah, or you right. know that type of thing uh, as opposed to just like the little shadow um but i i kind of like this one just because i was so yeah. what the fuck but i was just like but at this uh, after this one finished i was just like okay so we're getting progressively more and more yeah. fucked up as we go <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish this. But. Yeah, I mean, this one I feel like was was pretty. Uh, I mean, it was frightening to me, just scare. Not frightening, I guess, just scary in terms of the creature and us and, and the introduction of the creature, especially when she's like decides to make a run beeline for her room and the creature jumps up in front of her. I mean, it's a jump scare, but I like those. That's fine. Um, so that got me, and then just the whole thing. But then the, the shadow transformation of the little girl is ridiculous. I did not like I did not like that transformation no. at all. It's an animated mm-hmm. black shape. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna sculpt an awesome zombie Jesus bunny, yeah, and you sculpt a little mini uh, girl bunny form, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I guess it wouldn't work as much because you're not gonna have a, a topless child, right? Right. Um, right. So I, I can understand that. That's why I want all, you know, uh, animated shadow. Um, mm-hmm. But they could have given us some, at least a head, you know, in a yeah. profile or something. Um, yeah, the more I think about this one, I think the less I like it because it's just dumb. I think I'm just kind of awestruck by the makeup effects in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest is so yeah. ho-hum. Like, oh, you, you've seen me. Nobody's seen me before. Now you become me. So what becomes of him? He becomes a little girl or he can now revert back to Jesus? I, I don't know. And the fact, what I didn't <laughs> like, though, was that, you know, he come, he first appears as a big egg. 
And yeah. it's, it's a sweaty egg. And I'm thinking to myself, how did they make this egg sweaty? Because it's like <laughs> legit looking sweaty. Like I can feel the sweat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The more I think about it, the, least I, the less I like it. What was weird to me and something they never really touched on was after the gir- after the mom says goodnight to the girl, she goes in the room and clearly is about to like masturbate. And then it goes to like fade to a different scene. But it's like, what? why did we see that? Like, what's the point? Um, I, what what, what so it is weird. is that it's Easter and she was using a carrot. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I didn't catch that. But you're probably right. No, I just made that up for even, a effect. But I can't even pretend. say that sentence. No, no, no. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. You're probably right. Yeah, no, no. And there. just say it with me. It was Easter. So she would use a <laughs> carrot. Oh, I'd rather not. So let's move on to Mother's Day. Mm, Mother's, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mother's Day written and directed by Sarah Adlina Smith. Yeah. And so we're going to get our first bit of nudity in the film here. And I think really our only bit of nudity good in the and, film. Good and bad. There's some goodies. There's some baddies. Yes. That's oh, me being very yeah. superficial, obviously. Right, right. Um. So basically, she's her curse is that whenever she has sex, she gets pregnant. And they say that she's terminated over twenty pregnancies, but then she stopped counting. Yeah. Um, and the that first thing that I her boyfriend would use two or three condoms and still, I know I was like, what's the point of having sex? Yeah, become a nun. But anyway, <laughs> I literally wrote that down, so I'm glad you brought it. I was just going to skip over it because I'm like, I'm oh, just no, no, an asshole. But stuff. oh no, <laughs> I, well, I am an asshole. That's what nobody wants. <laughs> Oh man. But but the first thing I loved about this short was the shot of the car driving through the desert. I thought it was just beautiful, but still so rough, which I think is uh, purposefully done because that's kind of what the rest of this is going to be about, right? She, I mean, she's about to be raped, which I didn't see coming at all, but raped by what? By that guy. Well, and see, and that well, and that's the thing is this whole short after she gets to that house and they do the whole after the whole mm-hmm. peyote ceremony, they don't yeah. explain shit. And it's just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. This makes no sense. Throw me a bone. You know, what are they hoping yeah, to accomplish why go to with a, this? Why go to a fertility weekend when you're fucking frail as fuck? Like, what would you even go there? It made no sense for her to even make the trip. Yeah, well, and I think she was hoping that they might have, like, you know, like a, a thing to maybe remove the curse. But it's like they don't talk about that. They don't talk about why they make her pregnant. They don't talk about why they're forcing her through it. Well, they, it's just like it's just like they're just doing it for the hell of it. I, you know. Know. I didn't really have a problem with that because, like, I, I kind of understood what was going on. The second she was like, oh, I want to leave. I want to leave. And they were all like she was freaking out with the old lady coming up to her I'm in the tub. I know. But she was like. They were like, you know, oh, it's just the medicine. It's just the medicine. At that point, I was like, oh, <clears throat> like something's happening here. And so then I got that she was drugged. And then they kept showing the guy. And you see the girls laying with her naked on the bed. And then the last image you see is of the guy standing over her. Like you see it from the top down. Like, and speaking? then, exactly, he's about to make a baby. Mm-hmm. And so he wakes up. So and I think her being getting pregnant makes sense because they're – She's in a, a group of people who can't get pregnant, which is why they're trying to do this ceremony or whatever. And so her getting pregnant, I feel like I don't know what they were going to do with the baby, but 
I felt like maybe they were going to give it to one of these infertile women or something along those lines. It's kind of what I got from it. What I was guessing is that either her, uh, her, either her blood would have been ingested by the other women so they get fertile as well or some mm-hmm. sort of body fluid would have been ingested that she would be secreting during this weekend, which will make them pregnant. The placenta? Well, not the placenta. Uh, no, I don't know. But I, I thought maybe <laughs> some – People eat their placenta. It's disgusting. Yeah, with Triscuits. Um, I, <laughs> I, I assume some sort of uh, secretion slash, you know, drink this and you'll be pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. Special juice or something would have been – the way it ended so yeah well yeah but they don't they don't talk yeah. about it i think and they have plenty of opportunity to do it because they they spend a lot of time arguing mm-hmm. in front of her about yeah. what they're doing to her they never talk about why and it's just i don't know that bugged the shit out of me it's just like okay i yeah i don't know where you're going with this but okay what i liked about it though was just the whole tone of the whole thing um they use a lot of red lighting and it just added to this – it was such an incredibly sexual atmosphere for the entire short, which I really I, – I dug. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that awesome transition. Like right before she's about to get raped, it transitions from complete black all the way to complete white light, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then obviously that's when we found out that they drugged her. Um, and then at the end, we get that of the um, – the bald eagle flying above her with the snake in its that's, mouth. That's not a bald eagle, dude. Oh. That was an angel. What? My, to me, that was the guy that fucked her. That was an angel. And she was bringing on another monster or coming of Christ or something. But the way I perceived it is that this was a myth- mythical character. Oh, well, that went right over my head. I thought it was just an eagle flying with a snake. Because yeah, I, I thought it was an homage the, to the previous short. Yeah, you saw the wings, and then I thought what was dragging behind him were his legs. Like the way an angel would fly with his back, you know? Like, he, so he, he was flying, like, you know, standing vertically. And He was definitely carrying a snake. I, I thought it was a sword. I thought he was... Uh, I th- no, it was like S-shaped. Yeah, like a, like a, like a simtar or something. Like a... Like because he looked uh, maybe a little uh, uh, maybe a little Arabic, um, mm-hmm. you know. I I honestly thought that was you know like a, a mythical creature. I I didn't think that was an animal. Huh. My, well, that's a fascinating take on it. Yeah, that's that's again, um, that's how I, I, I that's how high I <laughs> that is how I hate watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh wait! Did you? Are you sure you didn't take some of the peyote? Dude, I <laughs> wish would have helped with watching this film. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather trip balls with uh, mushrooms, um, but I don't <laughs> work. Um, <Right. laughs> watch this again. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd have to see it again. I can't. Obviously, who knows who's right and wrong? I just I didn't get that at all, and I really thought it was an eagle carrying a snake. Um. I just thought it was well, a bird. Whatever, yeah, I, a bird I, carrying I, a snake. When, and I, I thought the yeah. reason it was carrying a snake was an obvious homage to the previous short film. See, I don't think I she, don't think short films intertwine whatsoever. Uh, but really? I really think, you know, she, she fucked an angel and that's why when she gives birth like an hour later, uh, or, you know, an hour, yeah, like a day later, um, full no, fucking... It wasn't a day later. It was months later because she says... Was it? Yeah, the women are arguing about yeah. how the doctor... Exactly. How often the doctor shows up? She's been oh, okay. coming up every weekend. I, didn't catch that. I guess I lost months. interest uh, surfing uh, 
<laughs> on my phone. Um, yeah, to me, like, you know, when she gives birth, it's a fucking male hand. So to me, it's not a normal birth. That's why it's a birth from yeah. the heavens. Maybe, you know. See, I, I, I wasn't getting that. I, I, that ending just bugged the crap out of me because there's I mean, just no the way. That's one I wanted on. to see more of. Like, I wanted it to keep going. Yeah. That makes it just one of us. But know. again, it, well, yeah. It, again, this would have benefited from elaborating yeah. a little bit. Right. You know what could have made this uh, short film better? Hmm. Costas Mandalor. Ah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now you're preaching something I can right. relate right. to. You catch what I'm dropping? I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, it smells like a giant <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, that's a meat pie. <laughs> that's oh. right. Oh, so you devour that meat pie. Giant Costas mm-hmm. Mandalor meat pie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. So obviously you guys didn't like it. I, I didn't hate this one. I wish there was more to it. I liked the kind of the sexual chemistry of the whole thing. Um, and the, I don't know, it was just very erotic, which was cool. And uh, <laughs> the imagery I really liked. The the desert imagery mixed in with that I, I, I thought was really good. Um, yeah. The, the one thing I will give this, the whole anthology mm-hmm. overall, it's yeah. shot. Yeah, I definitely well. agree. It looks mm-hmm. good. It's just... It's not yeah, good. Uh, everything feels undercooked. Very yeah, you know? very fetusy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so moving on to Father's Day, written and directed by Anthony Scott Burns, yes. and I am very eager to hear your opinion on this one. Uh, this was easily my favorite of the entire. Oh, okay. I fucking love this one. Um, okay. I got a creepy Silent Hills 2 vibe to it. Oh. Um, you know, where, you know, like in Silent Hill 2, uh, you know, it's the, the guy looking for his wife and he gets all these cryptic letters saying, meet me by the hills of Silent Hill. Well, this had the exact same creepy feel to me. She's listing, you know, she's been fatherless all her life. Mm-hmm. And on Father's Day, she gets a package at her door. And it's an old cassette player with her father's voice. <laughs> and, oh, man, I loved it. What about you, Ash? I liked the creep factor to it. I liked the way it was shot. And it, it had it was definitely interesting. It held my interest throughout the whole thing. And I thought it definitely had that creep factor to it. I would have liked to have gotten more after the end. To know what what exactly mm-hmm. happened That's to what her makes a, a short film like this work so well. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just uh, I I I liked it, but it's at the same at the same time mm-hmm. I would have liked a little bit more explanation to it, it even just a little bit. I I, I don't need to have you know yeah. everything spoon fed to me. I probably oh, something I like that's do, so ironic because it, it was just you were the one who were li- was liking Black Mirror more than. I think either of us. Yeah. And so you were cool with not knowing a lot. Whereas I was like, I want to know more. You know what I mean? Well, I think maybe part of the problem is every, almost every short in this anthology mm-hmm. does the same thing with it. And it's just, it feels abrupt and there's right. no explanation. And it's just like, you could, you could have just one of these, you know, kind of give us a little bit here. I think, I think there's maybe one or two that do. Uh, but you know, you, you kind of get the idea, uh, a better idea of what's going on, but it was just kind of like, 
I, I don't know. I, I would have liked just a little bit more. Maybe, you know, maybe see like the flashbacks, you know, actual flashbacks as opposed to her just looking in the general direction mm-hmm. of where things happened, uh, which I did like. That was a neat, you know, a neat way to shoot it. Um, but it just I don't know. It just it felt like there was something missing. I liked it. I liked that one. It was weird and it kind of, you know, creepy and, and everything else. And it was a hell of a lot better than the last one and the one before yeah. it. So <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, this- I just like the way that, you know, because of the eclipse, I guess, you know, between the land of the dead and the living, it's a thin membrane. And, you know, uh, if you're both there at the same time, you could become one. At least that's how I got out of it. Um, I wanted to know more. I wanted to see the father more, you know. Uh, I just thought mm-hmm. the way it was done. And, like, the father, if that's Michael Gross. He's Bert from Tremors. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> yeah, so right off the bat. Really? You know, the Family Ties dad, pretty awesome, right? Because we all know the Family Ties dad. Um, and just the way he spoke, so calm. See, I didn't catch that that yeah. was him, huh? Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I, I just like, it, it yeah. was so creepy. Like, you know, even though it was, I don't remember what score was being used during the short, but I can just hear the Silent Hill <laughs> theme uh, in, in the, in my head while I was watching this. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just, the vibe was perfect for me after seeing a lot of shit so far in this film that this one just captivated me completely. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Mark. I absolutely, I love this one. I thought it was brilliant. The, um, Again, the imagery, the desert imagery, yeah. I thought was gorgeous. Um, I love the way they, the image changed from night to dawn to daylight with the pound of the drum and the music yeah. as she, she was driving out there. I mean, I was just enthralled with what the hell was going to be at the end of this journey. I mean, it, it could have literally been anything, mm-hmm. which is what fascinated me the most about it. Um, the shooting locations, the color grading, the... Uh, cinematography in general i mean just so fucking good um and then when she arrives at the door yeah. she walks in and we see a shadow walk by the front door i mean i almost lost it and there. also the fact that you know when she goes to the final door and there seems to be like a barrier like a like a like a salt line on the ground that she yeah. steps over mm-hmm. oh, you just know yep. that whatever she's going it's not good exactly um i mean just the ending left a little bit to be desired frankly but the destination there mm-hmm. stunning it was tense as fuck, and I just I needed to see the ending. I thought it was just yeah, awesome. Yeah, I thought so too. So excellent. So let's move on to Halloween now. Wrong. Did you guys know which film or which short Kevin Smith directed going no, into this? I knew nothing of this movie up until twenty four no. hours okay. prior. So, gotcha. So I didn't even know Kevin Smith directed a short in it until we got to it, and my wife and I were like Kevin Smith. <laughs> So as I was watching, because I knew we had one, I was trying to figure out which one it was and I didn't want to look it up because I wanted to see if I could catch it. And it was like three lines in, I was like, I wrote down, I feel like this has to be the Kevin Smith short. Mm -hmm. Then a couple minutes later, I was like, fuck, this is absolutely the Kevin Smith short. And then I ended up being right, but it just has that that feel to it. Um, But this one was horrible. It was strange. Fucking stupid. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't disagree. I don't think it was fucking stupid. Oh. I just think it was strange. Oh. When, you know what? I was like, wow. Okay, Father's Day was awesome. This one starts. Hey, it's the guy from the food thing on the YouTube. You know, uh, Harley. Uh, his name's Harley. He does all the bacon. You know, the bacon and the bacon and the bacon. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, nope. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. 
Okay, so so no, when we're done with this, yeah. uh, on <laughs> on YouTube, type in Harley. I think it's Harley plays, but he's a guy that it's like it's like these epic food things. So he'll make like a burger with like eighty hamburgers and like make a big ass thing and add bacon. And his big thing is bacon. <laughs> There's one guy that just wears t-shirts that says uh, bacon on it, and he has muscles and he's got uh, reflective glasses, like sunglasses, and they call them muscles. Mm-hmm. And then they all gorge as, of an. He doesn't. He's on. No, it's Twitch, on YouTube. Maybe is that? But he like every episode ends with an orgy of food where they just all like dig in and they just smear each other with food and everything looks delicious. But the calorie intake's like three hundred thousand calories if you eat the whole thing by yourself. I, and this was this actor. Yeah, there? the guy who plays the the uh, the web guy, Ian. And uh, yes, Ian. Yeah, his real name is Harley yeah, Morrison. Yeah. Uh, Morenstein. Oh, He's Canadian. Holla. And um, <laughs> yeah, he to me he was. A, oh yeah, wow, that is. He, oh, I, I'm gonna shit. check as we speak here what his YouTube thing's called, but it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's Harley Morenstein. Yeah, but doesn't he That's have it. like what his YouTube like food thing is? Uh, uh, is, is uh, uh, okay, Morenstein, and then it's called uh, not bacon puffs. Um, Epic meal time. That's Epic it. Yes. Time? So you okay. guys are ever bored, but not hungry yeah. because you'll be starving. <laughs> Go to Epic Meal Time. It's become. It was a small YouTube show. Oh, apparently, apparently well, they yeah, quit probably, doing it though. because it's heart attack season. Um, right. but it started as just like this, almost like a like a, an indie video channel thing, like you know, like something you would see mm-hmm. on like channel, like you know, some basic cable, and it just yeah. blew up. And it is fucking awesome. Oh no, he didn't finish. They just they had an episode said that this is our last one ever. Oh apparently well, yeah, okay, anyway. awesome. Um, yeah, and he's also like he's also like a stand up now because I saw him on uh, Ari Shafir's show. It's on happening. Um, but yeah, the guy does some awesome stuff, and uh, I was kind of bummed out by his character in this film. See, I, I mean, obviously, you don't like the character you're not supposed to, but I thought, acting-wise, I thought, like, he was probably the best going in the yes. show, in this short, and I thought the girls were just, just, it almost, it felt like it was almost intentionally bad acting in this one. Uh, I can agree with That's that. That's kind of the vibe that it was going for. You say you no, don't I, agree I with do that? I do agree with that. It, it was horrible. Oh, okay. Um, the acting? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um See, I, I liked his sh- like his shirt initially. It just made me yeah. laugh. And so I was like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. Um, but, <laughs> but of course, he's a complete fucking yeah. douchebag. So there's that. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a complete yeah. douche. Uh, but the acting, again, was so bad, but it was funny. That's what I liked about it. I thought it was hilarious. It, was it, it felt campy. Yeah. It, it felt it felt campy. It, honestly, this felt this one probably felt the most tales of the dark side, campy crap acting that uh, than any of the other ones to me. Yeah, but, See, I didn't get that vibe. I just got the campy. I definitely got the campy well, vibe. I mean, I mean, they fucking they stick a vibrator up his ass. They super glue his asshole shut, and they attach it to a car battery. I mean, I mean, this is it's just so over the yeah, top. Okay, that it fits in with with the ridiculous and acting. He's dumb. Because they're like, cut your dick, show me your pussy, so cut your dick off. <laughs> that was hilarious. Or we're going to crank this thing to 10. So he's obviously on two and he's yeah. hurting. They give him a mm-hmm. knife. 
Cut the fucking power cord, you dumb fuck. What why why the why in the <laughs> hell are you slicing your dick off? Cut the power it was cord. A piece of glass. Oh, yeah. I'm yelling. I'm probably distorting your fuse. It just yeah. upset me so much. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to figure out why the hell he didn't just cut the power cord at that point. Either, the guy's but... not exactly built up as a bright character. Yeah, so. but this this is like human survival. Favorite, like, uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. You know what? I can unglue my ass <laughs> later on. Uh, I'll have to walk funny for a bit. But yeah, I'm not gonna cut off my dick. <laughs> I'd rather slash my wrists. Uh, I did. I did like the thing. It's like, oh yeah, the one girl's like, I'm bored. Yeah. What's what does time look like? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't enjoy <laughs> this one at all. But I love when he goes, I don't, I don't have a pussy. I don't have a pussy. As if he was like info- giving them information that they didn't already know. And I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was horrible. It was just kind of uh, there. I think it was still better than the snake. Yeah, I liked I like it. You know, I mean, better. it was, I like the snake one. I don't know. This for, one, I mean, it was, a, it was definitely a bit disappointing. For Kevin Smith who What'd wrote you this? Like seriously, yeah. dude. I know that's why that's why it was disappointing. Just because I expected more from Smith, yeah. but um, you know, the acting was out of cell. But again, I, I think that was intentional. It was strictly a vehicle for his daughter. Like, which one was his daughter? Is she in it? Yeah, his daughter's in this. Which one's his daughter? Probably the Lisa Trucks. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the one the one that takes control. So you know they're sitting down, right? The middle one's crying. No. Then you got the Hulk. Harley Quinn. Yes, Harley Quinn. She's the one on the left. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know yeah, who it is. Yeah. I didn't realize. It was yeah, his it's daughter. his daughter. He's like, whatever, dude. You know, she's not very good. No, she's not. You know, it's, it's Nancy was gorgeous. Who came to the door? Yes, she was. And also, I, I was I was quite fond of the other girl, the one that wasn't Harley Quinn, and the one that wasn't crying. She, she had yes, this 80s like poison vibe to me. Like, oh, you're an 80s uh, right. hairband rocker. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is another one. I I would like to see more from this short, but maybe with a different cast of women. Um, I thought Ian was great, but he had a lot more to work with than the girls did. And it was just overall and, just and, a really strange fucking short. Honest, you say you crazy glued his ass shut and stuck a vibrant up there, then give me a shot of the asshole being stuck. I want I want to see this uh, the glued asshole. I want to I want to see. Of course, of course you but do. you know me. You're gonna say that, and this is so raunchy. You make a guy cut his dick off. You show the crowd a split second shot of like, hey, did I just see that? You know, <laughs> or at least them inserting it. Like the guys passed out on the table, and uh, they're pushing stuff, you know, in his cheeks or something. You know, like like because it's so comical. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't, you know, you don't see the actual, you know, but it's like, you know, like from a forced perspective, like putting that in, putting that in. Yeah, they could have done it. They could have done it. Yeah, it would like be that. funny. That would have been hilarious. Um, unfortunately, that was exercised from the film. And in return, we we're left with a empty husk of nothing. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was pretty uh, funny. That's okay. I, I don't, I, I don't fault you for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> With that in mind, let's move over to Christmas. So this one is written and directed by Scott Stewart. And we get some Seth Green out of nowhere. I didn't expect to see him in this. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I like wife. Seth Green. And his wife. Yeah, because his, his wife is in it everything together now. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Can't blame them. Yeah. So this one is another one that is just uh, filled with black humor. You know, that that dark humor. Um, I... I 
I like this one overall. Um, it's I this is another one where I would really I really want to see more. Like I would like to you know see this in not maybe a full length film, but maybe twice as mm-hmm. long and see what they're able to do with it. Two to two to three times as long. See, this would have been a great yeah, episode. That's of Black another Mirror. thing I wrote down during this one. Very reminiscent. It's it's reminiscent of that specific Black Mirror episode where they can you know watch their memories oh, over and yeah. over again or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, the thing is, I thought with the technology, you put it on, you see what you want to see, or you see yourself and the next person on puts like when the kid put it on and he saw what he saw, but then when Seth Green put that item on, um, it didn't ask him to log in or anything. So how are you supposed to log out when the wife sees his stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they they didn't really elaborate. Yeah, definitely too well a on that, plot so. uh, hole yeah. there. Yeah, I would I'm agree. Sorry, with I still find Seth Green funny anymore. I liked him on Buffy, but that was in fucking '97. You know what I mean? I I, I just I just oh, I, don't. Yeah, I, like I say I love. Rowan I haven't watched Watch Chicken in years. Yeah. I think I've got the first four seasons on uh, on DVD, and I'm just I just don't find his brand of humor funny anymore. Like the man child, which I'm a man child, and I like the whole pop culture thing, and I got the nostalgia factor going. I just it just hits too I close just, to home. <laughs> well, my <laughs> chicken is wicked hot, so I understand. Yes, it is. But uh, I just, I just, I just don't find his brand. I he's he's a little, a little narcissistic. He's a little snobby. I think now even to the culture. Um, yeah, I just don't like the dude anymore. But do you see? And so you're saying that you see that in what he does in his acting. I see acting? that in what he what what he uh, delivers as a product to the masses. Yeah, okay, it's almost like an elitist nerd thing, I, you know, where you know I made my money doing this, and I got lots of cash, and I can do whatever I want, and mm-hmm. you guys don't. So I'm rubbing in your face. I know I'm probably seeing way too much into this, and it's not just this short, probably. but just like his his output in general. To me, it's okay. uh, I just yeah, smug. I just don't like it. Interesting. Yeah, I have huh. issues. Yeah. Fair enough. Hi, Seth. If you if so, you listen to this. We know. Um, <laughs> he's a big listener of ours. Of One of our big fans. He's a he's a great donor to the to the podcast. Yeah. So not anymore. Sorry guys. <laughs> no more t shirts. Uh, so another part I thought was quite funny. Uh so after he steals this U view or whatever the hell it's called over this guy's literally dead body. Um, he is laying in bed and he's trying to like make himself feel better. So he tries to have sex with his wife and then gets turned down. I thought that was just a, a wonderful spot, uh, a spotlight of, of his marriage. He's spineless. <laughs> yep. Um, so what are your, I don't know what, what worked for you in this one and what didn't work for you in this one? I liked the, um, her reaction to the reveal that you know he took this from some right, dying right, guy yeah i i loved her it's reaction to that but i think what <laughs> yeah i think i think her his uh watching what she did to mm-hmm. her boss kind of sealed it for me and he's just right. like what the hell you know yeah. what am i married to mm-hmm. i kind of like that but yeah it i don't know it it kind of had the although the little bit the very much cheese feel that the Kevin Smith one did too. It, it, at this point, it just it kind of I, I don't know. I think they were trying to do like a tongue mm-hmm. in cheek with it, and it just kind of it came came off as yeah. off. 
Oh, I thought it, I thought else. they did that well, actually. I like it didn't have the same camp factor as the last one, but it definitely did have a camp factor that was still there. But I thought they were able to pull it off well with you know just the whole her being the psycho killer is what we find out at the end. You know, just attacking her boss and that whole just kind of over the top factor of it. I thought worked well. And that's like the reason I would like to see more from this. I want to know what happens next. Where do they go from here? Hmm. The way as you progress through these shorts, mm-hmm. I found these shorts kind of, I don't want to say feministic. I don't want to say man hating, but it, it felt kind of skewered as the the guy doesn't have, I don't, I don't know how to, how to, how to, really think this through here properly. Um, it, it just felt that they're all, sh- all the guys are schlubs and they're weak characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the only male character that's actually semi-decent would be uh, the father's day one. He's just a voice. It just seems that a lot of these guys are, you know, spineless and, you know, they're, they're dominated, you know, like the Halloween one, the Christmas one to a certain point in New Year's Z one we're going to talk about. I don't know. I just felt mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, watching it for the first time. I'm like, yeah, they don't seem to have a high opinion of guys. Now it could be just me, but that's, that's just uh, how that's a taste I felt after finishing the film. Yeah. I know. And that's something I wrote down after it, it. It's very prominent strong female characters which is something i really like about sure. this oh of course um, I, i'm a big i'm a big proponent for that it just it feels like right. all the guys were written in the same similar dumb way you know yeah i will give you that they the the uh there weren't a lot of variety yeah. to the guys but there aren't a no. lot of the guy characters no, in it either um which which i'm i'm I, I don't have a problem with, um, but it's, I don't know. It was like, you got the same kind of yeah. schmutz in a, in each one, but, uh, but then again, you know, you know, turn it, it, they felt like they were kind of like a, a turn. They were trying to turn the, the genre mm-hmm. on its head a little bit. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's what um, you see just flipped. That's what we see all the time in, in yeah. film. And that's one of the major critics, like things that people were talking about with okay. ghostbusters. I was reading a reviewer who was bitching about the fact that oh, there's only, like the only male, the male characters in the film are only presented as as dumb and uh, you know yeah blah 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 yeah. whatever and it's like well yeah that's how all almost all female characters are presented in film so it's like give yeah they're either the love interest or the dumb or the dumb blonde or, yeah, yeah I can see that criticism uh, did it bug me like it didn't here not at all um, because it was played for laughs. You know, like Andy Garcia is the mayor of New York in this one. And yeah, he's a bit clueless, but he's not that clueless. Chris Holmesworth is completely clueless. Um, and then, you know, mm-hmm. but then you got like, you know, all the cameos, um, which, you know, some hit, some missed, whatever. Uh, but in this one, I just felt it, it was almost hating. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the mood I was in because I didn't, I was, I was not yeah. liking the films. Maybe I was really looking at stuff to nitpick mm-hmm. by the end of it. Um, right. But like, like, even, even, like, when we get to New Year's Eve, right, and we talk about like the the main male character in this one, what a fucking gross slob, you know. Uh, which again, I'm I'm going ahead here, um, but I, I just find like I, I just thought 
this this film was very lesser than when it came to the male characters. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. I just, I didn't get it as such a, uh, a hateful thing, I guess. It's such a negative yeah. thing. I didn't look at it that way, I guess. But, but yeah, go, moving okay. ahead to New Year's Eve. So directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer and written uh, by the director we saw earlier, Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. So yes, this male, the male character presented here is a, just disgusting, filthy, just gross guy, right? Oh. I know, so disgusting. Blah. And and the you know the, we're introduced to him by him shooting a woman in their face, right? So I mean, like obviously we we don't after, like this guy. He's not supposed Wolf to be like, attempts to right. Like this guy, yes, this bumbling yes. fool, was still able to keep a woman alive for a year in his basement, but right. is still an no. idiot. But what I liked about this. Was the fact that it 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 swerved, you know, it had a great swerve to it, it had a great twist that I didn't think was yes. going to happen. Um, See, oh, I really? accidentally oh, yeah. called this <laughs> when they were eating dinner together, and she ends up basically saying, "Hey, well, why? You know, it would be it would be crappy to spend New Year's Eve alone anyway." Even after he's obviously so just a right. black job. And I'm like, wouldn't it be hilarious? And I'm sitting there thinking, wouldn't it be hilarious if she's like a murderer <laughs> too? Well, what, what I like yeah. about this is that I have never thought of breading chicken fingers with frosted flakes. And now I want to do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, and I like your character. I'm like, oh, that looks like mm-hmm. me <laughs> before Tinder. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I thought her character was pretty awesome. This is the character from Knock Knock, this girl. Yep. Yeah. Oh, she's um, married to Eli Roth. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Oh, no yeah, shit. looking at her Wikipedia right now. I had no idea. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. Huh. I thought she's great, though. I she's thought she excellent. was as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they get back to the apartment, and I'm like, he's going to go. She grabs him, and then he's like, oh, wait, I got to freshen up. So, he goes in the bathroom, and, and just the fact that he was about to get laid, and he was still going to fucking chlorif- like, use the chlorophyll on him was just, what a piece of shit. But anyway, we see her taking off her clothes. No, I love the reveal, whereas he realizes what's yes, going on. I, me too. <laughs> like literally stumbles backwards. Like I love yeah. that. And just the fact that she had a collection <laughs> of testicles in her in her medicine cabinet. <laughs> and then one with his name yes. on it. Oh, so yes. brilliant. Yeah. Enjoy that immensely. Just ready, That's great. ready and waiting. Uh, yes, the dripping. <laughs> the dripping got me too. And he goes to check, and there's just body parts hanging. So uh, awesome. See, I I actually mm-hmm. love this short just because just because of that love it that yeah. There was one point but, right after yeah, she uh, like hits him in the head with the axe mm-hmm. and kills him. She said something. I'm like, what did she say? I rewound. It. I was like, I can't get it. So I had to put on the subs again, and then it pops up, and it was something in Spanish that has to be something along the lines of like Happy New Year. Because it was like Feliz something. I know like Feliz Navidad is Merry Christmas, right? Feliz so, uh, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, she wishes them a happy uh, new year. Uh, again, I thought this had a very strong Tales from the Crypt feel to it, which which I dug because it kind yeah. of, I think it bookends yeah. the series well for a series with no bookends. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mark, I mean, you, you claim to hate yeah. the film. Uh, or you're so negative, but I've heard you say a lot of positive things about each no, of the shorts. No, 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 you, uh, you're intoxicated. I, I, I never said such a 
<laughs> you but, have not been very I, I, negative. I, I, I mean, there I, are I like some bits and things, pieces but... of some, but I only truly yeah. liked about three out of the eight. Okay, so let me ask. No, you you got you got. Well, yeah, I'm about three out of eight too. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so let me ask. What would you say, Mark, was your favorite Easily of the shorts? Fantasy. And what about your least uh, favorite? Halloween. Yes, Halloween. Okay. And what about you, Ash? What's your favorite? Um, I'd actually have to say New Year's was probably okay. And what about your one. least favorite? Um, Saint Patrick's Day. Yeah. So my favorite was yeah. Father's Day. I mean, even though the ending wasn't as powerful as I'd hoped, the buildup was just it had me entranced. And my least favorite it was Saint Patrick's Day because I love the technical aspects of the film, but the story it was just too far out there to make any goddamn sense, and so that just took me yeah. out of the whole thing. But all right, so overall thoughts on this anthology. I guess I'll, I'll start, and I, it was something we talked about a little bit. I loved how prominent the female characters are throughout. All of them are strong and or psychotic killers, which makes for an interesting film. Um, the empowerment of the women, it feels like a theme that exists throughout all of the films, which I love. Uh, some are definitely better than others, but a lot of these made me want to see more from either the director or that story, which I think is a good thing in an anthology like this. Um, it's been a while since I've watched an anthology film, but to me, this was an example of, of a, a solid anthology film. Um, I liked these, but I didn't love them. Some were just, frankly, too goddamn out there for their own good, but still, I thought it was a, a solid anthology film. So I'm giving Holidays three out of four wow. stars. So what were your final thoughts on this one and your start rating, Ash? Word. You are far more generous yeah. <laughs> than I am. We all know that. What other news you got? Well, I'm going for uh, uh, okay. It, it honestly, if there's too many shorts in this, they uh, they all feel under mm -hmm. all of them to some degree feel undeveloped. Uh, I mean, I like anthology movies where it's like maybe three or four anthologies with like a quick bookend on the end, either end, mm -hmm. kind of like Creep Show, um, or even Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, or where it was like three of them, I think, in the movie. Couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's not very many in the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they I, I don't know. And I, it's like the theme ones just don't like uh, the ABCs of death. I didn't like that either. But, you know, it's just like eh. like VHS worked for me uh, like because there was a lot more of them that I liked. This one was just kind of like eh. it, it, it just they didn't feel like they developed it enough uh, for a lot of them. And I don't know. It just a couple of them. They just they they didn't capitalize on what they had done, and it just it just kind of jumped from one to the other. Um, I don't know. So anyway, uh, I'm going with the the uh, my three out of the eight likes for that. So that would work out to be one and a half stars. All right. So so basically, what you're saying is hashtag bookend or bust. <laughs> That's what it sounds you know, like. Uh, no, it's not bookend or bust. I actually didn't mind that it didn't have bookends to it. It's just the... If you're going to tell a short story, the story has to have some kind of assemblage of sense. It, the, 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 the horror film anthologies don't have the same benefit as, say, like a short story anthology where you can get into the head of a character for their motivations more. Like, I... Like I mentioned earlier, like you can get more out of, you know, 25 to 50 pages of a short story in an anthology than you can out of these, you know, the 15 to 20 minutes that they give these in the movie. 
and it, it, they they waste time with some stuff. Like some of the shorts do it really well. Like the um, the uh, oh uh, Father's Day, Father's Day worked really well for mm-hmm. the time they gave it, it and it, it was coherent. It built up, you know. But you know, I wanted just a little bit more out of it, but it worked really well for what they gave you, you know, time wise and they play the way it played out. Um, and the, uh, you know, it's just like the, some of the other ones, it's just like the, like the pregnancy one. It's just like, there was just like this whole string of extraneous talk with the, 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 the characters who have drugged her that it gives you a time frame. but then other than that, other than them treating her like shit, that doesn't do anything for the actual plot of the story. So it's just it's a waste yeah. of time. And so we don't know why they're doing it or any of their real motivations other mm-hmm. than they're doing it. And they're kind of shitty to her about it. You know, so it just that that was that's kind of, you know, they, they they're not really good at telling stories with this. I think that's my biggest problem is like you're taking these directors who uh, who are used to dealing with much bigger playtime and having them write these shorter stories and they're just not very good at it, I think is their problem. It's my biggest problem with some okay, of Okay, fair enough. Very interesting. And uh, what about you, Mark? Um, I usually like anthologies. Um, one that I've seen in the last few months, which I adored, it's one called Southbound. Uh, it came out, I believe, last oh, year. I see that. Yeah, and it's five tales. The movie's about oof, 90 minutes long or so. Um, I don't have a copy. I was able to watch it with a friend who had a version of it. Um, unfortunately, I just checked on Amazon. There is no Blu-ray copies of it. So I'm not pulling the trigger yet just because I don't know if I want this on DVD or on, on Blu-ray. Um, it's a fantastic anthology. This one, not so much. It felt very ABCs of horror to me because with ABCs of horror, every letter it's in the, uh, you know, is a story and the way they book it or they end their little shorts is like, you know, you don't know what the letter's about. And then again, it's like, Oh, M is for money. And then it kind of, you know, then you kind of turn the page to the next letter. So this felt very ABCs of horror to me. Um, unfortunately with ABCs of horror, you know, you get uh, all the letters in this one, you only get eight holidays. So, the chances that more suck than are good are few and far between. Um, again, I liked, I loved one. I liked two. Would I ever watch it again? No, I don't think I would. But I ever show this to anybody? No, I don't think I would either. Uh, my rating, Cinefessions rating, one out of or one point five out of five as well. I think I gave that on Letterboxes one point five out of five. So here it actually be yeah one point five out of four. It, 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 in my book, it's not a passing grade. All right. And you well, know, I wanted to like it, but it just yeah. didn't click with me. Okay. Don't no, fair enough. I'm yeah. sorry. I, um, I, I, I liked it better, and that's fine. You know, as long as I'm having I fun, like really, that's all that matters. So. All right. So that is that for holidays. If you guys saw the film... Let us know how you liked it or didn't like it. Are you on uh, team three stars or team 1.5 stars? That's really the big question today. So, (laughs) All right. So before we sign off for the evening, we wanted to announce what our next podcast arc is going to be. That's right. And we're really excited about this one. Actually, 
Let, let me rephrase. I'm really excited about this one. And Mark and Ash are just good enough people to go along with it. But no, I'm just kidding. They're happy. They're happy to do it too. But uh, exactly. Oh, we are? I, I, I'm expecting yeah, a big fat <laughs> chicks. Is, is that what you said? <laughs> I kind of lost the audio there. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Sure is. But either way, our next podcast arc is going to be seven weeks long. And, and it's going to start not next week, but the following week. And it's going to cover Rob Zombie's directorial career. So that means the first episode is going to be House of a Thousand Corpses. And then it'll be Devil's Rejects, Halloween, Haunted Word of El Superbisto, Halloween 2, The Lords of Salem. And then finally, 31. And this works out really well because 31 is actually going to come out one week before we have our review of it. So it'll be really fresh and uh, something that uh, a lot of people are going to be talking about. So uh, we're really happy with the timing of this arc this time around. So that's what we got planned for what is essentially going to be the rest of the summer because that's going to take us until the middle of September. So uh, really let us know what you guys think. We really want to hear about it. Do you love it? Do you hate that idea? Is there something else you would rather hear us do? Whatever your opinion is, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on email at contact at com or on Twitter at Cinefessions. So I'm excited. Let's, let's do this shit. So next week we are going to be reviewing mm-hmm. Stranger Things the entire season. And then we will start our Rob Zombie arc right after that. So that's going to be that for this week. I want to uh, thank you again to Mark and Ash. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. Um, As always, make sure you check out Cinefessions.com for all of our podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever the hell it is you might be listening to us. Positive reviews get us more listeners. So we really appreciate the, the feedback and we appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review on any of those platforms. All right, so make sure you guys uh, join us again next week as we review season one of that Netflix original series, Stranger Things. So make sure you check it out on Netflix this weekend. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 